Hello and welcome to the Fool's Gambit podcast, the podcast where I sit down with your favorite streamers. We speak about their early gaming memories, their entry into streaming, their plans for the future, but most importantly, what they've learnt along the way. For those who don't know, I'm Gambit. I'm a streamer on Twitch myself. All my links are down in the description. I want to thank you so much once again for being here. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hello there. Good morning, and thank you for joining us on the next installment of the Fool's Gambit podcast. And as you heard, I'm joined by a very multi-talented, a very wonderful Scottish streamer. I mean, there does seem to be a theme emerging. We have a lot of Scottish streamers (laughs) that have kind of came on this show. Um, But I'm joined by the the very magnificent Flawless Aura. Are you there, Flawless? Hi, I'm here. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm I've been awake far too long, but I'm, you I'm have. ready. Since... Do you want to explain to the people <laughs> the problem that you have? <laughs> I've been up since three p.m. Yes, uh, yesterday. It's currently ten a.m. So we're going. We're rolling. We're doing we're good. There. We're on it. We're, we're on a roll. There. You know. So what have you been up to in this past um, past few weeks and months? What's been going on? Uh, I have. I have so much has happened in the past couple of weeks. I quit my job. Uh, which is very scary but it was the best thing for me um i have managed to get some more free time um into into streaming into content um i've managed to spend more time recovering because unfortunately i got hit with the vids i got hit with the covid i did um which is how hard did it get you by the way was it pretty bad it was bad it was i i went to work on a friday feeling completely fine and within three hours, I was out. I was really? I was weak. I couldn't pick up bags. I I'd literally fallen on my knees in the hallways of my work. It hmm. just it just hit you like that. Within like half an hour, I was gone. Went home, fell asleep in my work uniform, jacket, shoes, and all. Um, it was not great. Um, and still, like, they, they don't tell you that after you get it, you still get some, like, after effects. I still don't do. taste... I don't taste toothpaste the same. It's disgusting. Why even now? No. Okay. Toothpaste is disgusting. I'm still very weak. So, like, if someone mm. asks me to pick up something heavy, good luck. Um, well, can you ask me in about f- four to six months? And then I can maybe help you. <laughs> yeah, right ask now. me four to six months. Um, appetite as well. That's always... That's still a weird one. That is mm. one minute I'll be happily munching away in a McDonald's and the next minute I'm like, nah, nah, I'm done. I'll be like halfway through it and I'll be like, nah. What do you tend to order from McDonald's if you do go down that path? Well, for, I I used to be a pescatarian and I'm not anymore because ah. uh, I went, I, listen, I caved. I caved hard. It was bacon. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't bacon. I'll tell you exactly what it was. My mum was making fajitas. Ooh, oh, solid. I caved. I caved oh, so hard. Okay. Um, But I just went... It was so good. It was so worth it. Oh, three, four years. Oh, it was so worth it. Um, But my usual McDonald's order now is like a a quarter. I think it's called a quarter pounder or something like that. Yeah. With fries. A double or or, or single? Because I didn't didn't even know a single existed, to be honest. I didn't know a single existed. Um, And a McFlurry. Always a McFlurry. I've come to realize after having COVID, my body requires a McFlurry. Oh, so that's a, I saw that people who suffer from COVID get a intense craving for McFlurry for years after. Yeah, that's a a long COVID symptom that is, you know. Good. McFlurries are great. There are two things that I know that do fix that. One is McFlurries Mm. and two is Prime Subs. Those two things. (laughs) 
They're really Jeff getting Bezos's to the money. Bezos books. Bezos now we're bugs. getting somewhere. There we go, somewhere. Steal from the rich, let's go. Awesome. For those who may not be aware of yourself and you and your content, why don't you give us a quick a quick tour of you and then we can <laughs> kind of get into the and then we can get into things. Yeah, so as as Gambit wonderfully introduced me, I'm Flawless Aura. Um I'm a Scottish, yes, the land of the brave, the land of the free. Uh, freedom. Uh, freedom. Um, Scottish variety uh, streamer um, who also advocates for education on autism because I'm autistic myself. Um, so every every stream I have, I always welcome the chat to any and all questions at all. And I do variety content because how many times have I tried to stick to one game and then I got burnt out way too often? I mean, so. you say that, but you told me before we started that you played Dragon Age for about two years, right? So oh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. That was that was that was a, that was actually not a bad phase. That was a good phase. <laughs> that was a great phase. Living the dream. And also, you're in a VTuber as well, right? Mm. Well, yes. Well, you made the transition VTuber. to VTuber. Yes. So, um, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fancy enough. I got the money for a V a VTuber model. They're gorgeous, but they're like four thousand, two thousand to four thousand pounds. Wait, are yeah. you kidding me? No, but. The, it's the so when you're getting a VTuber, you have to pay for the art, um, mm. and the art is more complicated because every single piece of the art needs to have its own layer, like right. the pupil in an eyeball, or like if you have hair, the strands of hair, because then you have a lot of that money then goes to rigging it to make it all animate and move, and it's complicated and. There's a lot of work that goes into it. It's insane. I mean, that's pretty bonkers because I, I kind of assumed there was a case of you could go onto a site, pay a small subscription fee and just get a model and then you no. upload it into OBS and that's it. But no. I didn't know that it was thousands of... It depends what artists you get because some will charge more than others and it just depends what they think is good to charge for, which is all fair. Like, I, I listen, I've just gotten back into art, so you charge however, however much you want to charge. Um, yeah. But... It is, it's complicated stuff. I watched a video, just bored out of my brain, so I watched a video all about it. It, it does not look easy at all, because mm. then the rigging process, you have to actually go in and like, kind of hand animate where things will move depending on where the person moves and it's mm. oh no that's oh no i couldn't do it i couldn't do it at all some point is that going to be the goal though i mean at some point do you want to get to that point where you have got a model that is yours and that's going to be your identity or... yeah that's the that's the dream i the, the models are gorgeous they're like the, they're beautiful and how much effort goes into them is insane and i would oh i would adore it but uh, mm. I am a student, so um, <laughs> ah, good good so, luck in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, four thousand pound price tag. Why don't we do this fun game where we just shave off two of those zeros and then we'll talk about it? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, there is a lot as well as that. Like you could go on, um, you could go on Etsy, and there's varying prices there as well. Uh, just be careful of scams; they do exist. True, <laughs> they do exist. Have you used Etsy a lot or Fiverr for like assets and things, or? mostly etsy mostly etsy um i started off on etsy uh god bless etsy i guess mm -hmm. it's like my heaven for assets um my current overlays from etsy mm -hmm. and the reason why i went for pre-made stuff is because it's it's done by someone you know i can make it myself and i could learn myself but some of the stuff that other people make is gorgeous so i i go there and you know, I pay them and it's great. It's fantastic. I got my I, my PNG model from there. That mm -hmm. was a commission through Etsy. Um, I think Etsy's your goldmine. Fiverr too. 
Mm. I personally go for Etsy, but they're gold mines. The person that did all of my emotes, when I first put in, put in an order with her, I'll put a link somewhere in the thing as well, because she's really, really good. Um, when I first put in an order, she was kind of, she had like a few reviews, a few orders, but like, I think now, and I don't think this is me, I, I think just generally people have found her services as a new creator and realized how good she is. The queue to then get into, to kind of having something done with her is in the hundreds. It's sort of like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty bonkers. Oh my how... gosh, yes. It's very good. Like, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing I'll say to any artist is that, like, don't don't underestimate the power of a streamer commissioning emotes. Doesn't matter what size of the streamer. It does not matter. Then I have seen emotes in my chat that look gorgeous. They look so pretty. Mm. And I have to stop and ask them. I'm like, who made that? Mm. Like, where did you get that from? Mm. Um, my emotes were done by uh, someone whose stream I was regular in. They knew me. I commissioned them. Um, my profile picture was done by a close friend of mine mm -hmm. and so uh you know it's it's you want to support you know just artists just trying to get their work out there because you'd never know if, if if the right person's going to see it and go oh i want that i i want to commission that um i had it in my chat where i showed my new um profile picture and and art that was done mm -hmm. and uh someone in my chats added the person who was also my mod and said uh oh what's your commission prices that's amazing it's great it's fantastic yeah you know so all for it it ties into what we kind of said about how you know you mentioned that you obviously left your job mm. like a balance of you know it's much better to support someone in their endeavor on on five or etsy as opposed to just do a normal job because normal jobs suck oh they do they do they absolutely do i've i've oh god i've worked in almost every single industry i worked in hospitality i've worked in retail i've worked in housekeeping i've worked in you name it i've probably been in it and it's not fun <laughs> if you had to, to rank them in terms of which is the worst to the most bearable how would that go um funnily enough this is an unpopular one i put retail first mm. because for me retail was the perfect balance of talking to people and then just doing my own thing mm. like i could go restock something i could go sort out a close or an open i could clean the shelves whatever someone can come up to me ask me a question i can answer it then they can go back like it was the perfect but and i'm not saying there wasn't assholes there were mm. plenty yeah um but it was still good to have someone to talk to hospitality second mm. um again pretty much the same reason as retail but in hospitality, you have to deal with chefs and they're the scariest people on the face of the planet. Going up to them and you're like, um, I put on the check that it wasn't supposed to have this. And oh. you're like, oh, rah, 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 rah. and I'm like, it's your fault. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to just trying to save your ass here. <laughs> Don't shout at me. Oh, God. But anyway, I mean, yeah. So on a bit of a segue there, <laughs> on a bit of a tangent, but I was really keen mm. to kind of um, get to know you a little bit more in terms of your um, younger life as a gamer. So could you take us through and tell us about your, your either the earliest memory that you have in gaming or just generally things that you remember, you know, from being a wee ban? From being a wee babby. Um, I, I, my first ever experience kind of with gaming, I remember it very vividly. Mm. Um, my dad had come home. I say vividly, but I missed some details, so bear with me. Um, my dad had come home and he had, I don't remember what PlayStation it was, one or two, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but he came home with a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the three earlier than that. Mm -hmm. And he set it all up yep. and I was told that I wasn't to touch it under any circumstances. <laughs> I wasn't to be trusted. I was four 
To be fair, yeah, I kind of see why. Um, so what I would do instead is be an annoying little shit. And every single time it was used, I would sit and be like, Hi, can I play? Can I play? Can I please nice. hold the controller? Can I play? Um, to the point where my dad went, fine. And he put in, oh, my beloved game. He put in Spyro nice. into the PlayStation. He like, I'm pretty sure it was the first Spyro as well. So I don't know if that narrows down what console it was. But he popped it in. Probably PS1. Probably PlayStation mm. 1, yeah. Popped it in, and I was under adult supervision mm -hmm. to make sure I didn't break anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't get very far. I probably went in circles, but it was great. I remember, like, enjoying it, and it was fun. Uh, I kept pestering more and more. Mm -hmm. I was allowed to play it more and more, eventually without adult supervision. Um, that then escalated to um the dance mats like oh, a dancing game DDR4? and you had the dance mats dance dance revolution yeah, like, yes okay that, those types of things and it had like a dance mat and i'm pretty sure you could just plug it into the playstation and just go wild yeah, yeah. so i had that um i had a game for the longest of time i used to i had this game and i didn't remember its name and i used to go up to people and be like do you remember this game on the PlayStation? Um, it was about pigs in World War II or something, and they would they would look at me so confused. I later found out it was called Hogs of War. I played that, didn't get very far in it because I'm pretty sure it's a tactical tactical game. No idea what four year old me was thinking. Mm -hmm. um, probably just saw the pigs and thought, "Ooh, pigs!" <laughs> I'm, pre I'm pretty sure my dad came in and was a bit concerned that mm. I had switched to the pig game. But yeah, like it's, it started to become my thing. It started to become my PlayStation. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't me. I didn't break it. I don't know what happened. Mm. Uh, one of the joysticks got adrift. Ah, and okay. Spyro kept falling off of cliffs and dying. And then I never saw it again. It oh. was taken away to get quote unquote fixed, and I never saw it again. I was devastated. It went to the to the farm in the sky to be fixed. It went to the farm. And then, it went to the farm. So I guess then it started as a bit of a um, the forbidden apple that you couldn't touch, but then through a sheer determination, you managed to get mm -hmm. in front. And but being said though, having having a game like Spyro as your entry point is pretty solid because. It's kind of interesting. People that we've kind of spoke to, you know, kind of so far on this podcast, they've tended to start it on like an older console. That'd be like a SNES or something like that. But like, it's interesting to hear someone, you know, who started it in the kind of PS1 era. And obviously a game like, like Spyro now is huge. Have you played the remake yeah. on stream at all? I, or... Oh, I have a funny story about the Let's remake. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, I broke a TV and a PlayStation 4 controller over the remake. So I I I was 170 <laughs> quid out of pocket because of that damn stupid game. Let's try and think of a reason that doesn't make you um, <laughs> seem like you tapped into your Scottish rage. Uh, it was so silly. It was so what silly. I, so I was really excited, mm. obviously. First childhood game remade, woo, let's go. Mm. Um, I thought it was the most annoying thing ever. I don't know if they were trying to replicate how Spyro was in the old consoles. Okay. He was slippy. That boy is slippy in the remake. He falls off anything and everything. Mm. And uh, I, I am ashamed to admit it, but one day I'd had enough. I had had enough. Um, I literally lost all my lives because of his slippy feet. And um, I what I meant to do was like chuck the controller onto my desk, okay. right? Just like a flail. Mm. And it hit it hit my TV instead. I must oh. have thrown it harder than I thought and it just smacked right into the right side of the TV. Oh. 
face. Big, huge, uh, pixelated mess on the right-hand side of my TV, and like two buttons off the controller. Fantastic. And rumor has uh, it, a piece of you died that day, and never. Oh yeah. And never quite recovered. My bank account. Mm. That died that day because at the time I at the time I w I was in high school so like I didn't have like student loans or anything like that to replace so oh oh my gosh like listen I hate to tell you government I spent your first big SaaS payment to me on a gaming PC so See, I'm very sorry to let you know this is like I mean like if they think that probably a good seventy percent of people don't spend it in the way that it probably should be maybe even more oh, no. I don't know no I it's cause it doesn't matter it's because like it's it it like they give you so much money and then you use you use that money for rent like i do mm. and then you look at all the other money and you're like well i i bought all my textbooks at the start of the year i don't need any more now i've got everything and also talking of so going from, going from spyro to ddr4 how do you think mm. that your in real life dance skills have been influenced by ddr4 it's fun fact i don't go out very often like Same. partying or that because it's like nightclubs are only fun till like one o'clock in the morning when everyone else starts coming in and you can't even dance it's just uh, everyone overtakes to be it. honest i just um, i don't think the funny even even before i don't think they should even exist nah. to be honest with you no nah. i mean i i don't even i don't even like the drinking aspect or much i not no hate to anyone who does no, it's yeah. not no. for me I agree. No hate, like not for me i have a good time um but as for as for dance moves um i am a just dance extraordinaire oh okay. uh challenge me i will beat you um i had every single just dance game the day they came out i had them in my hands okay. i was that person on the wii on the damn fucking wii u mm. <laughs> remember that thing had it on that the thing is though like talk okay here's the crazy thing the wii u it's crazy because we look back like it, it it's literally it's an overweight switch that's kind of what the uh -huh. deal is but like it's crazy how when it came out in the uk or at least in europe it really didn't take off right but then no it was years gross. on it's obviously it turns into the switch and now everyone's got a switch and then so good mm. the switch it's amazing the switches i love the switch i got one i got mine off out of cex for a discounted price because i had a scratch on it because i couldn't get any i couldn't get it anywhere else because it was all sold out cex is always times. a magical place to go because it's sort of like hey you want to trade in your expensive games i'll give you 13 pence and half of this mars bar oh. take it or leave it sunshine take it or leave it have fun with that and what do you tend to play on your switch currently or uh Animal Crossing. Of course, mostly. naturally. Of course, of course. I tried Pokemon, couldn't get into it. Very sorry in advance. Um, I just dance. Got too many hours on that bad boy. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a Coffee Talk, the mm. a little sweet little indie game about uh just working a shift in a coffee place. It's really sweet. It's really cute. I think I saw that on the on on the store last night in the feature section. I think and they mentioned that. It's it's really good. I recommend it. It's just chill. And talking of Reminds bean. Me coffee beans and bean mm. so a theme of your stream and obviously the whole aesthetic is very like cute and very cozy coffee shop-esque and um and you call people bean a lot is there a reason for that by any chance or is it just like a little uh, pet name well i feel really bad for the bean one because actually fun fact uh that wasn't me oh. who started that that was uh, a regular mm -hmm. aster who comes in all the time aster <laughs> hi um because i will send this to them um uh ab like they came in they were regular back when i used to stream only dvd and they used to call mm -hmm. everyone bean and uh, i just picked it up and it actually worked okay. really well because i was speaking to another uh friend of mine and they mentioned how they sometimes feel a little bit awkward when they go into streams and they're called things like deer mm. or honey 
or love and they're like that's a very not intimate intimate thing to be called but if you don't know the streamer it's very like there's a like there's no barrier there which can be a little bit not off-putting but like uncomfortable yeah. for some people whereas bean bean is very neutral i could call anyone a bean mm. like hi bean you're be like it's very neutral there's no connotation there's connotations of like hi hello you're friendly da -da -da, but there's no any connotation to it um so sorry astra i stole it and uh since that day it it's mine forever now as a creator there are many kind of pitfalls when it comes to like engaging people and like that's a very safe mm. word to use because then it's hard for someone to to feel uncomfortable about that because obviously that's just the neutral name whereas hey gorgeous how was your day then it yeah. gets a bit gets a bit weird yeah. doesn't it, in some cases also yeah you also got to protect yourself as a streamer as, as well there are plenty of listen i hate to break it to everyone there's plenty of weirdos on the internet and they will use any excuse to say that you were okay with whatever they were saying. So if you're calling people gorgeous or you're calling people handsome or whatever thing, they'll, they can use that. So Bean is great. No one can use that against me. It's just- Cause I wondered why I kept getting banned from all these streams, but now it makes sense. <laughs> Just going in and being like, hi, handsome, how you doing? So obviously, oh, we, um, we mentioned there was obviously kind of Spyro, and then there was DDR, and then there was the um, the pigs in World War II, naturally. Um, yep, And naturally. this is something kind of for both past and for present. What is the one game or games that you've spent the most time on? Ooh. So I would say if you want, like, official statistics uh, based off of my PC only, it would be Final Fantasy XIV, Sims 4, Sims 3. Um, but... Well, but I had Dragon Age on like four or five different consoles. Ah, so... With multiple mm. playthroughs on those different consoles. Um, so that game beats all the others probably astronomically. And even if it doesn't, that is still the one that I spent the most time like actively like brain computing what yes. is going on. Sims 4, you just turn it on and let them do whatever they want. If it doesn't fucking break EA, fix your game. You charge me over 800 pounds for all the DLC and you can't fix your <laughs> game. Oh my gosh. And then like the Final Fantasy 14, it's an MMO. That is, that is chock-a-block. That's going to be like a, a long game. Mm. But for considering Dragon Age is an RPG, yeah, no, it, 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 I, I class it as the game I have the most hours in simply for like paying attention, yes. going through it over and over and over again. Like, yeah, I count that. Okay. Absolutely. So what is it about Dragon Age? Is it like, are you just one for fantasy? Do you enjoy <sighs> you, like, like a very, like a rich, like a sprawling world of things to discover, people to talk to and that sort of thing? Or So... I, when my dad took away the PlayStation to console heaven, um, I ended up not playing games for years because I didn't have a console or nothing. I think I had a DS at one point, but I didn't really use it that often. Mm. Um, but one day, uh, I was 12 years old, which I shouldn't have been on YouTube at 12 years old, I don't think, but ayo. Um, I came across a random video mm. that just popped up in my recommended. Um, and it was a video of a character named Alistair, and it was just a conversation. It was just a player speaking to this character. Um, and I still watch this YouTuber, they're called Fluffy Ninja Llama. I, ha I had a look for the video, it's 11 years old, Jesus. terrifying okay. statistics. Um, and I saw this video, I was 12 years old, I thought it looked cool. I was like, okay, I wanna play it again. Um, we had an Xbox 360, but like no one really used it. So I was like, you know what? I've got an Xbox. I will ask for the game. 
no luck with my mum. Ah. My mum was very adamant that I remained into girly things. Mm. Um, my dad, however, he's a bit nerdy. So he went and bought me Dragon Age Origins, which was the first game. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age 2. Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 for the 360. What a gorgeous selection Um, that is. He just gave them to me and he says, those are the games that you were talking about because obviously the YouTube video from Dragon Age led to Mass Effect, same developers, Mm -hmm. so it was going to happen. And he gave me them and he said, there you go, go play them. And the thing that drew me to Dragon Age Origins specifically, uh, even though Inquisition was my favorite, but it wasn't out yet. um, the thing that drew me to Origins was the fact that I'd never played a game where you talk to a character and you got to choose what to say. Ah, okay. That was my that was my first experience was choosing what to say. Unfortunately, not many people liked me because I didn't gather the concept of conversation skills. But it was it was really interesting. And then like it was a choice based game, and I'd never seen that before mm. either. Um, Gameplay was boring as, but it was, I was still in a, like, I was also brought up with uh, Lord of the Rings, watching Lord of the Rings when I was a, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So elves and, and, and dwarves and all that stuff. And seeing that in a video game, I was like, oh, hell yeah, that's yeah, right up my alley. I'll let's, let's, let's play this. Um, and I ended up in a rabbit hole of lore and every single character having a backstory. And yep, never was the same since. Okay. <laughs> never was the same since. That's awesome because I guess like it's something that we sort of, I mean, whether like it's whether like it's conscious or not, we sort of take some things for granted in terms of game design. Because I mean, having things like mm. choices matter, dialogue options. It's kind of you know it's things that we do sort of expect from like a single player experience, you know, for the most part. But then. Yeah. Back when, obviously, you know, back in the time of kind of Life 360 and things, I wouldn't think we're still sort of getting to where they are now. These new things were being added in, and I guess that must have been a shining example. When it first came out, was it like a, a groundbreaking game in terms of the wider community? That, that, I I don't remember, because when I got the games, it was in 2000, 2012, 2013, and Dragon Age Origins, I'm pretty sure it came out like 2007, 2008. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So it was, an older, it was an older game by the time I got my hands on it. Hmm. Um, so I never really, I don't know what the reception was when it came out. Hmm. I have heard it was good things. Yeah. Um, it was like Bioware, the un, because Bioware, the developer, had been known as the underdog, underdog developer, and so making Mass Effect and Dragon Age brought them back into the spotlight, into the, fray. into the fray, put them back, put them back. They're getting too big now. They're getting too big. I'm telling you, put them back. Did you enjoy Mass Effect as much as Dragon Age, or did it not quite hit that same note with you? I love them. I love them both. They're both my children. I adore them, but I am a medieval fantasy person at heart. So dragons, swords, magic, mages, all that sort of stuff, absolutely. Don't hate you, Mass Effect. I just think sci-fi is a lot more complicated than my brain can muster. <laughs> In a way, with kind of Final Fantasy, even though it is kind of future, it sort of mm-hmm. it sort of toes the line of kind of of both sci-fi and fantasy, right? In a kind of a weird way. Yeah. I found that that was always quite like a, a difficult kind of genre to get into because there's so much to do, there's so much to think about. But then, mm-hmm. at what point did you start playing Final Fantasy? Did you play the single-player games first and then find that? Or did you find that, you know, just as its own thing? So, um, I was actually recommended Final Fantasy fourteen by a friend mm-hmm. that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in a bit of a, like, a bit of a, like, predicament because I was playing the same games over and over mm-hmm. again, i.e. I- Dragon Age. Um, so I was like, I need to play other games. I-, I think I played, like, Horizon Zero Dawn and... 
and all that sort of stuff and I was like I need something new and um my my friend said play this like I'm play he was playing it he was like play this with me and I'll and we'll get you into it and yeah it took a while to get into um three to six months exactly kind of looking at excuse me three to six months to kind of like get into the game itself like get through the story and actually get to the good parts and how you actually learn your mechanics and and dungeons and trials and da da da, da. um a lot of trial and error a lot of massive long breaks um because the main game story is very long and tiring once you pass that point it's all it's all is all go ahead everything's great from that point um and then yeah I, I i now just i'm constantly on it even if i'm just afking in the middle of nowhere just doing nothing is that like is, is that the only mode that you've played the warcraft or new world or anything Ooh. like that I got told not to play Warcraft. I, even before the whole Activision Blizzard thing, um, I had a friend who was really into Warcraft and I said, oh, I'll join so I can play with you. And he said no, because oh. I would get bullied and I would cry. Oh, so. <laughs> that was his response. Is the community really that bad, Warcraft? Apparently, apparently so. He said that I wouldn't, I wouldn't last in Warcraft. And I was like, oh. It's a wider problem, right? Because even now, I don't, it's just, I don't understand, but obviously people gatekeep a lot mm -hmm. of things and it's like, well, um, you don't fit the, you know, like my warped perception of who should play this game. Therefore you are my mm -hmm. enemy, sir, madam, they or them. It's like, it was it, the, the exact, the reason I was given was because, um, uh, obviously the raiding scene in World of Warcraft is very hardcore. Yeah. Um, raids can last hours in that game. Mm -hmm. And my friend said, people get kicked from parties for simply missing this or making a mistake. Like, he's like, you wouldn't last in it. You get very upset about it. And I agreed with him because I would. I would absolutely cry if I got kicked from a raid party and I didn't understand why. <laughs> I would absolutely. If you're putting your time into something that you really enjoy and then people are choosing to kick you out, then that isn't a nice mm. thing. I mean, that's like that's a one-way ticket to feeling like you're just terrible at the game and you kind of shouldn't play something else, you know? So it's like... Yeah. yeah. No, so yeah, that's why they said don't play it. They said, no, nope, you wouldn't last in it. Um, I played other... I tried... Um, black desert online no that was a waste of my time as well it was it was just a lot of fetchy stuff and i it looks good um i didn't get to see it look good because at the time i tried it i was on a hp laptop oh god really <laughs> the hp pavilion capable of seven frames per second mm -hmm, it was horrible and then i did try the the star wars mmo back when you had to pay for it and now it's free to play ah, mostly right. so i've re-downloaded that and i've gone i'm going through that again but back when i first tried it no did you play new world that the and the amazon and the amazon release no oh, okay. because i saw the clip of someone milking a cow and they got banned and i was like that's that's too funny <laughs> that was my first ever mmo and that kind of it was sort of like it definitely wasn't a hardcore and that and that's sort of what made it appealing because obviously it's something that you could just play and pick up a lot easier than what you could mm -hmm. with, an, with an established game like if warcraft or um or final fantasy um but then the release, what seems to be the same with a lot of games, the release was kind of wonky. Things yep. just obviously were released too soon, half completed. I mean, now though, things are great. But at that point, you've already a third year old. You've lost is, everyone. Is gone. So, and then people aren't going to just 
switch back, you know, at the drop of a hat. It's funny how things change, as you know. And um, there was a point where I was going to be a full-time new world streamer. <laughs> um, <gasps> oh my gosh. But like, it's something that we'll get onto a little bit later. But like, it's funny how we have these like phases, right? Where we think, oh, I'm going yeah. to be this streamer. I'm going to be that streamer. But then turned out that it was just something that was better, you know, as an offline thing played with friends and stuff. Yeah. And that's fine, mm -hmm. you, you know, because like, it's good to have some things for stream, some things just for yourself, else the lines get blurred and then it gets a bit, you know, it gets a bit kind of messy. Yeah. Then you end up playing no games for yourself, um, which is why I didn't stream Stray. When I had COVID, my boyfriend bought me Stray and uh, he said, you could stream it. And I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make this my COVID game. I'm going to make this my feel better game because I was really excited for that game. And I thought, you know what? I haven't played a game off stream, like a story game. So this will be my off stream story game what'd you make of it oh it was so good mm. i recommend it to anyone and everyone <laughs> if you have a girlfriend or a partner who doesn't play video games buy them the cat game they'll make it'll make them really happy awesome. trust me good. how long is it by the way five hours i mean that full five... it isn't full price though right it's oh no it's like 24 pounds 24 pounds for five hours but i think if you pay for a certain playstation subscription you get it for free ah. but i don't remember which one um probably the premium and I think, version like, because the new game probably I guess yeah. The, yeah probably the premium version but I'll be I'll be honest um I well maybe I can't say this because it was my boyfriend who bought it <laughs> so maybe I can't judge but I I thought it was a pretty good experience I mean at this rate I honestly think you were paying you're paying more money for a completely different experience True. than every other game how many other games do you play a cat or an animal to begin with uh... um very There's goat simulator. Bear and breakfast. Bear and breakfast, which is the fact that that's been like pushed back for Switch is quite upsetting. But that is a perfect Switch game, right? Yeah, that that kind of cozy. I haven't managed to grab it yet because you know unemployment sucks and all that gra like crap. But um, I've been watching people play it and it's great. That's like a perfect Switch game. Mm. That uh, coffee talk. Uh, there's one about a witch who lives in the woods. Stardew Valley is also great on Switch. Mm -hmm. I honestly think Switch was made for coziness, to be honest. Pretty much. I'm not running the Witcher. I'm not running the Witcher three on that. You see the downgrade on that bad boy? And then Steam came along and said, "Nah, <laughs> we'll we'll do it." <laughs> are you gonna get a Steam Deck? Nah, not really. I understand why some people are interested in them because mm. like the mobility of them is great and it's fantastic. Me personally, though, I've already got like too much. I got like I I I've, I kind of try and make a rule that if I have it on one console, you don't get it on any others. And I know like your Steam Deck is attached to your Steam, but I don't know. I think my brain wouldn't be able to compute that I'm playing a Steam game in my like if I'm in my PJs in my bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't compute feels wrong. right in my brain. Yeah. Feels wrong. It's funny how with the games that you've explained from when you were younger and obviously the games that you play now, has there been like a change in your taste? Has there been like a genre that you've got more into as you've got older? Yes. Well, very much into RPGs. Mm -hmm. That pretty much after Dragon Age went from the get-go. More RPGs, more choice-based games. Um Mm, I I will notice though as I got older I got into simulator games. I don't know why as an adult I want to simulate adult life so hard when I could play it myself, you know, in real life. But no, I, I want to be a truck driver. I can be a truck driver if I want to be. If I if I want to mow the, mow the lawn, I'll mow the lawn if I want to. I don't even own a lawn. Like, I'll just play a game where I mow the lawn. Um, Talking to like simulator games, because then they put Power Wash on Game Pass, and oh. it is. My brain has never felt so smooth. It's, it's so oh, satisfying. It, 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 it's so good. 
And it's crazy how a few years ago, if you say, hey, look, you're going to be playing this in, in five years time, I'd be like, nah, you're crazy. <laughs> power wash? Yeah, exactly. Power wash, just washing things. I saw that you've streamed a Euro Truck Simulator. I've often thought that really isn't for me. But then when I play things like Power Wash, I'm like, well, actually. Well, actually, I will say like Euro Truck is like really accessible in the sense of it lets you do whatever the hell you want. You want to cause a mass car crash? You cause a mass car crash. If you want to try, if you want to do it as seriously as possible, indicators and the lot, you can do that. Get yourself a wheel, get it all connected up. Have you got a wheel? Go bankrupt. Or... No, oh, okay. <gasps> that's the dream one day. Um, because I mentioned that to my family and they said they would love to see me try and, you know, drive in a game mm -hmm. um, with a wheel. They don't trust me at all, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. My stream don't trust me either. They've seen firsthand <laughs> why. You've got marks. My stream don't trust me. <laughs> That's the quote. Word. My stream don't trust me. <laughs> I mean, going into Twitch, the first question that I had was how long have you been a streamer for? And the second part oh. of that was what is the, the origin of your username? Oh. Oh gosh, you want it's really bad. I don't remember how long I've been a streamer for. I almost two years. To be honest, my community reminds me, you know, when they resub and it's like they've been sub for this long, and I'm like, Jesus fucking mm. Christ. Okay, it's been that long. Mm -hmm. Um But my my username, so my username's Flawless Aura, but I used to have a username before that. Um, called Aura Age 2000. I know, such a... Dragon Age, but Aura Age. Aura Age 2000. Aura Age 2000. My birth year 2000, Age, Dragon Age. And Aura, Aura was actually supposed to be pronounced Ura, as in the character race from Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, I see. No one got that. But the, no one got the uninitiated that. have no idea. Yeah, okay. They have no idea. So I decided to change my name because one, it was a mouthful, and two, I didn't like having a bunch of numbers in it. So I... <clears throat> went around i was in a call with my mods at the time and i was like i don't know what to change it to i had a really good idea and then it was taken and i was getting frustrated and i decided because at the time i was dead by daylight streamer only mm. and i was like right i'll keep the aura okay because even though everyone's pronouncing it aura instead of ura we'll just change it so it is pronounced aura um because there's a thing in dead by daylight where you can see the quote-unquote aura of survivors so i was like i'll keep the aura and then i literally just went to like an adjective or whatever generator <laughs> and clicked it a bunch of times and flawless appeared and i was like that's sweet like i want people to think that they're flawless when they come in and when i feel bad about sucking at video games i can tell myself that i'm flawless and it's all fine and that was where the name came from and it just it worked really well mm. um i will admit i was very scared someone had taken it um because of how well i thought it worked um, but no, and then I nabbed it, and now it's mine, and no one else shall have it. It's all mine. It's very kind of fascinating to me how the circumstances that people come across their username, because there are there are some people that they plan it and give it for in you know over days, weeks, and months. Some people they'll sort of like stumble upon it. How just by circumstance, that's what kind of brings this together. <laughs> yeah, thanks, wet random website. This is where things get really into the meat things because. Mm. And I imagine there's going to be a question that you're going to be fantastic at. Mm -hmm. Why do you stream and what do you love the most about streaming? Well, uh, considering I've been streaming for two years, I think it's quite easy to see why I streamed. Uh, we were all stuck at home. Uh, <laughs> we were all locked away. We weren't allowed to go anywhere. Um, and I just decided I had given it a go before mm. from a PlayStation 4. Nice. Through no Ethernet cable. 
just Wi-Fi through the PlayStation 4 streaming software that they had in console. It was garbage. It was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Mm -hmm. I only streamed for half an hour before I got embarrassed. Um, but then uh, I started streaming because lockdown, obviously, and I had... Um, I just had a moment where I was like, I want to do something because I was just sitting in my room playing games with no real like um, need or want to. Like I, I wanted to give myself a goal. I was starting to like pull away from gaming as well, which I didn't want to do. I love gaming. And so I said to myself, I said, I need to give myself something like push me, go like push me on, like get me, get me excited again. Um, so I did streaming. I started streaming. It was great. And I that's how I that's how I started mm -hmm. how I feel about streaming now where I am now if you told me the last time I tried to stream on the poor PlayStation 4 that sounded like a jet engine mm -hmm. um I wouldn't have believed you if you said that I managed to figure out how OBS works how to make alerts work how to make an overlay work I would have told you you were full of nonsense because fun fact while it does seem easy it all breaks eventually oh, at some point i love it i tell you what there's nothing that really gets me going in the morning more than knowing that when i go live everything just self-destructs fantastic everything everything breaks and if your alerts don't go off you're sitting there going is it a me problem is it stream elements or stream labs problem is it just delayed is it ever gonna work just it's just it's just it's so you know it's where i am now is great plenty of bumps in the road yep absolute plenty of them um i've gone through every phase you can imagine mm -hmm. I did Final Fantasy XIV only, then I did Dead by Daylight only, then I got mad at the developers so I quit Dead by Daylight. Mm. Then I went through like a really awkward phase of just anything, but with like no goal. So it was very clear on stream that I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, and, and they say like stream the game you like and stream for fun. It's good streaming for fun in the games you like, but if you are just as clueless as what you're doing or why you're doing something, that like rattles off into stream yeah. and so people will be like i don't know what's going on here definitely um and then eventually i just took the bait and i went right variety is mm -hmm. suck it up i want to do this let's just go right ahead and now here i am yeah and then I, and then as well i changed from face cam only to being png tube mostly mm -hmm. um i'll still sneak my face here and there like i did with the quarry i thought that game was like, you couldn't not do a face cam with the yeah, quarry. It's very good. Excellent. It's fact. so good. Yeah. So worth the money. <laughs> <laughs> so For like, all the replays you could do in that game. Could you tell us a little about, a bit about the kind of angle of autism awareness and like your kind of thoughts mm -hmm. on how you're very vocal about these things? And so give us a little intro into the things that you feel strongly about and why that's important. Um, so the, like, the, I kind of, I sh when I first started streaming, I didn't focus on autism at all. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I actually wanted to keep that to myself, really. I was like, I'll not tell anyone. We'll just pretend that's not a thing. And then eventually I said, no, I want people to understand. Because it started off where someone, uh, that decision was made because I was playing Dead by Daylight and someone came into my chat and threw around the R word. Mm. Which has very negative connotations for me. And so I looked at it and went, you know what? No. And I, I went on a little bit of a tangent to this person. I was explaining why that word was bad. It didn't change their mind. Because um, a-holes be a-holes. Mm -hmm. um, but I decided kind of there and then that I wanted to discuss it on stream. But I didn't want to discuss it as if I knew everything about it. Because the fun fact is I don't. If you were to ask me the scientific way autism works, like how the brain functions with it, that's where you're gonna lose me. Neurons, blah, blah, blah. That's, no, that's, that's, that's not where I go at all. It's more a case of I wanted to focus on autism because 
especially on the internet there's so much that can go wrong yep. there's so many people that don't care about one another mm. um they'll go out of their way to make you uncomfortable um specifically tone on the internet the amount of times i've misconstrued something online as serious mm. but it's a joke is very often yep. and so i wanted i wanted to kind of educate people also because in a time where so much media spreads so much inf- misinformation about it mm. And people are throwing around the R word in game way more often now. I wanted to kind of at least try and do my bit to explain why we shouldn't be doing these things and why we should at least have some understanding of autism. Mm. It also comes from a place of like, obviously in high school, like I was the weird kid, you know, I, I didn't, I was weird in conversations, I acted weird, you know, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people would jump and say, you know, I, w- I was bullied in high school. And a lot of people would jump and say, oh, so you hate your bullies. And I actually go, well, I don't actually. Because how much of how much about me did they actually know? Mm. If, would they still do it if I told them and explained to them how I work, how my brain processes information? Would they come to an understanding or would they... You know, I have no doubt a bunch of them would feel bad now Mm. um, knowing what it is actually like. It was mostly just to stop misinformation. And also because a lot of people don't really know where to go. There's a misinformation online. um, Like, all autistic children like trains and they're mostly boys. And this, that, and the next thing. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm proof of that. (laughs) It's a very kind of like a poor misconception that like that okay if they don't fit into these three boxes well i guess there must be you, you know and like it's great how you kind of you know that you took that upon yourself because it's sort of your kind of stream then becomes like a safe haven for people who mm-hmm. either do i'm not gonna say suffer because that that is the right word but it's more you know for those who kind of go through with these challenges whether that's kind of something yes. they're going through either past life or currently and mm-hmm. and it's almost like you know they kind of say don't they that like if when you're putting together your stream you should kind of have it as a place that you would want to hang out if you were a viewer and yeah that's a pretty perfect way to kind of think about it right because obviously it's something that you've kind of always had to deal with when you were younger but then mm-hmm. there are kind of mini flawlesses who are similar to you <laughs> who hopefully yeah. they cannot find your stream your community where they don't have to think about those things just for a short while so they can kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and then they can, can move on, you know, obviously with their life and things yeah. and gain the confidence to do what you've done or just generally find their own path because the world is a very, very terrible place. Oh, yeah. People are awful and selfish yep. and rude and horrendously yep. misinformed. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's important to kind of have, you know, to kind of have a personal um, thing, but also have the kind of strength to turn it into something else which obviously mm. i'm assuming there are people in in your community that are autistic or maybe have experience yeah with yeah there's there's a lot of them and they're all so sweet mm. and they're all so kind and sometimes you can tell that they're a bit more out of their shell yeah when they meet someone else with autism like they, they they're a lot more open and excited and 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 it's so sweet to see um, because I know what it's like to be like, I don't know if I can be myself and mask as well. Masking is a very big, uh, a big thing with an autism, which is basically copying what you saw. Like, mm. so I would look at an individual, a neurotypical individual, someone who doesn't have uh, autism or anything like that, have a conversation and I would copy how they stood, how they mm. spoke, try and be quote unquote normal. And, um, that's exhausting. So to be able to have a place that they can just like 
let that all go is fantastic. It's almost like a bit of a survival tactic. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I imagine that you are exactly the same. I look back and I kind of think about the people that I, that, that, um, that I hung that around with. The second that I left school, I haven't spoken to them since. And it was purely mm -hmm. just a survival thing. And I'll, and I'll pretend to be, care about football and pretend to care about drinking and all these typical things that people tend to be into. But in reality, when it came to the freedom, I was like, well, I've, um, you know, I've served my time. I'll see you when I see you. Because like, absolutely. Have the people who were kind of harsh to you in school ever spoke to you? Have they reached out? Have they expressed an interest in the stream or tried to pretend like they didn't make your life a living nightmare? Or... Um, there was, there were, none of them have come into my stream, uh, cause I've, I, I, it's not me trying to be like, never come into my stream, bleh, it's just me being like, I feel awkward, cause there's always the risk that they might say my full name, mm. or they might say where I live, or something like that, so I'm always very cautious of that, um, because everyone that I knew had no idea about streaming, so they won't know that that is something that you just don't do, uh, so they would come in and do it. Um, but I've bumped into like a few people that I was in high school with at, at work. Uh, specifically, there was this these two boys uh, who they're great. They're fun, they're really nice now. Um, I I was working. This is when I worked at another hotel as a as a leisure assistant. They came into the gym and they said, "Oh my gosh, it's 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 Lauren!" Like, "Oh my gosh, hi!" and and I was like, "Oh hi!" Like I didn't expect that response. Mm. And and I, when I spoke to them, it was because the reason why they were so excited is because they hadn't seen anyone else from high school in a while, and that's why they were so excited. Right. And I was like, "Oh, like you know, like I I understand the excitement, you know." Yeah. Um. Some of the people that were mean to me were like old friends in high school that I haven't spoken to because I kind of set that that barrier. I don't know if this is petty. Um. I. I think it's a little bit petty, but it's just how my brain works. Um, no one's, no one's fantastic. I'm not fantastic. I, I picked loads of fights in high school and in college. I picked fights. I was a drama queen in college, and so I kind of just admitted to myself and the other parties have also admitted that we just do best to move on with our life. If we try and open that book back up and rehash all these mm. things. It'll, as adults, all we're going to do is embarrass ourselves and guilt trip ourselves yeah. and think about it too much and blah, blah, blah. You know, I guess even even though some behavior obviously isn't kind of acceptable, you, you know, mm -hmm. like if you think back to kind of school and obviously being like a young adult, people are still developing in their kind of um, in their views. And then yeah. I guess it's kind of it's um, one of those things. But like if you do kind of see someone, you both acknowledge what, you know, like how things were, but it's a case of yeah do you want to open up that book again because i mean it doesn't really solve anything it doesn't really do anything for either no. of you um it, it doesn't solve anything at all it's um it's similar but well, i have a stammer and obviously you can imagine going for going through school and things that was that was a target for a lot of people mm -hmm. and it's crazy how there's been about two or three encounters that i've had like since school where people have kind of i've saw in public or like i've talked to someone else and then they come into the conversation and things and they pretended like, oh, how's it going, man? How are you? Oh, yes, yeah, great to see you. When they were the ones that made, made life very difficult. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, it's weird how you, you do have to just kind of just take that high road and not judge them for it because that was a long time ago. And X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. But also, never forget. Forgive. Never forget. But never forget. Forgive, but don't forget. I hold myself to that mm. that that standpoint very religiously. Forgive, but never forget. And forgive, forgive, and never forget your own actions. 
forgive and never forget your own actions. If you were a little shit in high school, don't worry about it. Just as long as you are aware and you are better, that's fine. And plus, that being don't said, you know, if we didn't have these sort of these challenges, then we wouldn't be the same people that we are today. So mm -hmm. actually, Very true. you know, it's Very so, true. So in the kind of grand scheme of things, it's um, a good thing is kind of hard to say. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I love being um, oh, loving. I years. went through went through trauma in high school. It was fantastic. Look where I am now. <laughs> but you know, like I get it. It's like and it's just it's just the hand you're sometimes dealt, yeah. unfortunately, which is another thing why I focus so much on the like, education on autism on stream because i mentioned this on tiktok right i the amount of times i go on tiktok and there's profiles dedicated to following neurodivergent tiktokers every waking moments every actions every comment every post every video every live i'm getting updates about when this person who's autistic and just just showing their special interests yeah. i'm getting the video on my fyp where they're like Oh, this person annoys their neighbors, and it's like, well, what they're, well, no, they're not. I, I don't understand the point of those accounts, and so I also think like if there's someone, not just myself, because there's other people that do what I do as well, just educating and saying like, hey, we hate that sort of shit. We'll get somewhere, hopefully, somewhere. I follow like a, a few of the kind of people, you know, the streamer circle that you know that I tend to mm -hmm. match you. It's I see, I don't, I love how fierce you are with these things because um, it seems that whenever I do come on TikTok, you, you, you're you're like telling someone off. You're like, hey, buddy, <laughs> actually, I think you'll find that you know that X, Y, and Z, and that's great because obviously these people have to be educated in some form. But like, it's funny how yeah. whenever I tend to log on, I see you arguing with somebody or like being like, hey. <laughs> like I did, I did shitty things, but I, I, especially on the internet, I would, if I had been caught dead doing any of the things mm. these kids do on TikTok, I would, I would, my granddad would have put me in the back of the car, drive me to a police station, tell me to put me in there. Like legit, like it would have been hell on earth if I even dared to do anything I see kids doing on TikTok. Mm. How, we were, we're obviously progressing too fast and not putting these boundaries in place for the internet. Um, do you think that TikTok has been the platform that's given you the most challenge as a creator? Or is it Twitch? Yes. Oh yes. Um, TikTok, I hate you. Um, every single, every single time I do like a streaming TikTok, even ones like some of them are lazy yet because I'm tired. I just want to get some content out and go to my bed. Mm. But there's some that I try really hard and I think I'm very original in them. So TikTok, let me ask you a question. Mm. Why do you give me 200 views, 20 likes, and then when I make one shit post about Five Nights at Freddy's, there's over 200k thousand likes the algorithm and over a million views. Mysterious. And then I do, I go back to streaming, numbers drop. Mm. So I do a shit post about The Sims 4. Mm. And that is the most numbers I've ever made in content ever is talking shit yeah. about The Sims 4. I've saw those things they've also put on there recently, but like, it is pretty crazy. I've sort of been like a little bit hellbent recently on trying to, because like a while ago, things were going fantastic on TikTok. Things were going great. I was kind of, the views of good people were coming into a stream constantly. But then there was a bit of a bottleneck and I kind of, so I've came away from that. And I've sort of gone back into a bit of like a learning phase. And I've sort of like put everything under like a microscope again. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, all the moving parts and things. You can find out what the algorithm wants, but it does seem to be a degree of randomness. Yeah. It can be consistent. The content can be good. I guess in your eyes at least. There's a mixture of things that are trending. There's the original audio and there's replying to comments and that sort of stuff. I think they, I think they confirmed recently that um, 
that it doesn't actually it, the, the whole like rumor of posting three four times a day is not true don't post three four times a day it's not true apparently they're saying it's now keywords in your captions mm. and i'm like well you're gonna get a lot of swear words yes that's all my captions are sometimes such as swearing so just frick frick and damn it and unless they're shadow banned words now <laughs> oh damn it <laughs> We'll get into the the grind of a creator in um you know in a bit because that is obviously a whole other section in, in itself, right? Mm. So you mentioned that you kind of started two years ago. Who mm. or what gave you the motivation to start streaming? Oh, there's there were so many people. Um, there was Shenpai, who was a they they're a variety streamer. They do a lot of different types of content. Mm. Um, they they've grown so much to even run like an in-game convention in final fantasy 14 it was so hectic that um i queued up to meet two like content creators because there's other content creators there like uh joe cat and jesse cox was there didn't get to see them because it was so busy and there were so many in-game events like they like, shenpai inspired me a lot i got really into zeppla another final fantasy 14 streamer and i i will admit my inspiration to streaming didn't start at the beginning so like i didn't excuse me i didn't watch a streamer and then go i'm gonna do streaming okay. i went into streaming pretty blind mm. um being like oh i'm just kind of bored and i want to give this a go um but then once i started i started meeting so many different people and getting inspired more a deja vudia another final fantasy 14 streamer Ots darva dead by daylight infamous boy like um big milky who recently got partnered and, and did big milky who recently got partnered and completed uh that's my alarm shush and recently completed um a savage raid on a ddr map so yeah, you completed a savage raid. I'm pretty sure it was savage on a DDR map. Is savage low difficulty? Yeah, there's hard on a DDR oh map, and goodness. savage is really hard. Savage, savage uh, raids could take weeks to like progress through and learn. So he managed. Bear in mind, he didn't go into. I don't think he went into it blind. I think he knew that the the one he was going into, he'd completed it. But I, I think he managed to complete it on a DDR map. And I was like, that's insane. And there's so many, there's so, I could mention them all. Junibug, AJ Omega. Um, so, like, there's so many. And I think my inspiration comes from just seeing everyone get there. Because here's the thing, and I've said this to so many people that may be worrying about, like, if your goal is partner or anything like that, the main thing I tell them is, I have seen so many people get partner when I've seen them when they were small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happens. It will happen. I saw on, on Twitter someone got partner after, what, four years? Five years of trying, which is a very common occurrence. It will happen. So I, I, I love seeing everyone try. And I think the inspiration is the the effort into it yeah everyone's everyone's different from each other and everyone brings something new to the table whether big or small or or anything like mm. that it's inspiring i do agree that twitch is oversaturated yes but big butts because because obviously every stream has the power to be different special and unique twitch is oversaturated with streamers who don't put the effort in so if you then take those extra steps if you are putting time into your stream if you're putting content on yes. these platforms and and yes that comes with a lot of more difficulty but people who just turn on the camera and play games for four hours seven days a week kind of those kind of streamers that make it oversaturated but that doesn't say that 
that it's possible to grow because it is possible to grow. You just need to put in the extra time, efforts, and that's what sets you apart from those people. It's a big hill to climb, yes. It's hard being a creator, as we both know. Insane. But then there's a lot more possible than what people think. But I guess it's much easier to think, ah, well, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. But, but actually, give it some time and think about like unique offering and something special. And that's what sets you apart, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't be don't be Craig who just plays Apex Legends for eight hours and, and gets mad when there's no one in chat. Don't be that don't be that person that I saw on Twitter that every after every single stream would complain about no one showing up in the discord oh and god they literally called their lurk they gave their lurkers a role called ghosties and would at them and would at them in the discord saying where were you like you weren't even there how hard is it to lurk and i'm like oh my god don't go after the lurkers they're like lurkers are the bone of your community by the way oh my it's it's insane and the the like it's the amount of times i see it too is that i see it on twitter of people saying like oh but twitch is a career I hate to break it to you, right? I hate, I hate to, I, maybe this is a really harsh opinion. It is not a career until it is one, a stable income. Mm -hmm. Two, you are being recognized for your work. You are making connections. You are progressing. You are putting in effort. And three, if your community treats you nice, if your own community is starting to back away, that's not a career. That is, that is like a, that is just, that's not, careers are different depending on the the field and for streaming the minute your community starts to back away because of your own behavior it's not a career and also like i see a lot so many streamers be harsh on themselves being like i'm not very talkative or or like for me i i was really harsh on myself because uh in my first year of uni i had I was full-time at uni with a part-time job, which was night shift, trying to like mix in having a having a boyfriend, um, getting uni work done, trying to get content on the side of all that, and trying to stream. I was trying. I was really harsh on myself, being like, "Well, I'm not like the others, and why am I not growing as fast?" And da da da. It's completely fine to be too busy to do things. If you are too busy for YouTube, you are too busy for YouTube. If you are too busy for a, a twitter post every every day at 8 p.m you're too busy for a twitter post every day at 8 p.m be nice to yourself number one thing i do take your stream and then go to craig's stream <laughs> where he's just playing apex and doing f all and just take a deep breath and remind yourself you have you are trying and that is the main thing it sort of feeds into what we said like a little bit a while ago about how there's lots of online there's lots of advice from lots of people mm -hmm. saying different things but then in reality there is nothing wrong and there never will be anything wrong with scaling back your contents nothing yes. because if you it is so much better to have two platforms that have consistent content rather than six that have nothing on and mm -hmm. as a new creator you do obviously think oh okay i'm gonna stream four times a week i'm gonna have three um things on youtube i'm gonna post on tiktok four times a day and like eventually you can maybe do that but it, but but in reality it's just so much better to say, okay you know what i'll stream twice a week i'll have a day that i would stream that i'm gonna use to put a vod on youtube in the meantime i'm gonna post once every two days on tiktok start building things there people who kind of they assume they have to do everything it comes from a good place because people think oh i must do these things but but then like scaling back and being consistent and and having like a solid like foundation to build on is infinitely more important, right? Infinitely yeah. more important. It's 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 like also because the reason why I talk about autism so much is because I remember there was a huge surge in TikTok Twitch advice like accounts 
And every single one of them was for a neurotypical person. Almost every single one of them. And there was a very big discourse that happened where a lot of uh, disabled, chronically ill and neurodivergent streamers came forward specifically about stream schedules and said, I have to cancel a lot because it's out of my control. Mm. I'm unwell. Um, I can't have a schedule for ex for very valid reasons. And instead of being met with an answer, they were met with, you're giving me hate, blah, 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 blah. And so I think it's important that remember if it works best for you, whatever works best for you will show in your content. If you want to work without a schedule, work without a schedule because your community will still come in as long as you like announce on Twitter or Discord or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they will hear or see that you're infinitely happier. They will just know. If you're miserable, they'll know about it. Oh boy, will they know about it. <laughs> if you feel like you've had a bad or, or like tough stream, if you watch the VOD, you can see it, right? You can yeah. see your kind of attitude and things. But then it's a bit like how, if there were, say, like two or three people that you've kind of met through met through Twitch and they identify with you, your struggles and your content, then generally speaking, even, even if you don't have a schedule, because you have made that connection, they will try their best to be there regardless mm -hmm. of what day and time. Obviously, there might yeah. be things that they they're going to stop from doing that. But, but generally speaking, there are at least some people that would more than likely come into the stream for even just 10 minutes if you didn't have a schedule, you know, because obviously like it's more about building a brand you know, and building mm -hmm, a, a, mm -hmm. and building your identity as opposed to just getting as many people in as possible, because yeah. that, that's a very slippery slope, and it's obviously a common trap that creators fall into. Not for their own fault, because if you go on Twitch, first thing you see, featured a feature creator, seventy thousand viewers. It's like, well, mm -hmm. and then you're oh look at these, they've got all these channels and they stream four times a week, and then they've got this Y, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, again, being like a new creator. And comparing yourself to someone who is established is there are some lessons to be learned maybe with things that you enjoy about their stream that you can put into your stream but comparing yourself to someone who is established when you've just started causes more trouble than what it does help, yeah you know oh yeah it does it's it's i'd never ever if you're affiliate or even before you're affiliate don't compare yourself to a partner streamer don't do it it will just make you really sad but you also have to remember that that partner streamer even though they've reached partner, they still have goals themselves. Like um, they want to keep growing. They want to keep going. They want to do the X, Y, Z. The way I think about it, and this, <laughs> this is how I think about the whole goal to get to partner and grow. Don't do it just to get to partner. Because once you get to partner, you, you got to keep going. If you want to make a career at Twitch, your career at Twitch is not based off of a purple check mark. Your career based on Twitch is how often, mm -hmm. like how long you do it for. Yeah. How, like you know it's not a case of purple check mark done because also twitch will not pay you any different unless you're really 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 mm -hmm. big <laughs> they will not pay you any different if you're partner so it's not even a case of you do it for the money it is you know unless you get bits and you get you know more bits and subs the bigger you are of course mm -hmm. but you're still not going to get treated any better by twitch yeah. unless you're big big so it, it is always a losing game if you compare yourself to like someone of that level and in gen yeah i was just gonna say like in general of uh, if you're having a bad day don't compare yourself to anyone you're doing fine don't worry about it you're doing great sweetie i'm proud you're of you doing sweetie. great sweetie <laughs> so quite like an interesting one what do you think the ratio is in between people who love streaming and people who love the idea of streaming because obviously there's a lot of kind of harsh realities right but do you think mm -hmm. there are a lot, there are a lot of people that simply think I'm going to stream because I can make lots of money as opposed yeah, to I'm going to stream because I'd love to make a community. 
Yeah, it's it's like put it this way, everyone every everyone starts with the idea of streaming being good. Like everyone starts with the idea it's that fun, streaming's right? great. It's fun. It's fun, it's yeah. quirky. Play video games, people watch you, you might be maybe make some money, like what's not to love, right? Mm. Is when you actually jump in and you get into the thick of it and you you're on your way to it that you do realize that there is a lot more to this than meets the eye. I mm. cannot tell you how much money I have <laughs> goddamn spent on everything yep. for this goddamn Twitch. Fuck it. How much is an Elgato like, card? 100 odd quid. Yeah. Like 100 odd quid cameras, mics, um, monitors, ring lights, PC monitors, yeah. um, mm. PC components, plugins that might cost money, um, all these sorts of things. They, that I think people think and some streamers do get away with it. Some streamers' personalities really just shine through and they get away with, like, you know, streaming off laptops and stuff, which is perfectly valid, by the way. If you... I wish I was that charismatic. <laughs> I wish, same like, I wish. here. Like, same here. It's, it's, it's on, and I, I do think people jump in thinking it's really, really easy and then they realize actually how difficult it is. Mm. Um, and also, like, I've, I've had a few streamer friends back off and and say it's not for them and they're they're just going on with their life and there's no shame in that by the way if you start this journey and then you go through it and you're like i actually don't like it that's fine that's absolutely fine no one's gonna hate you for it goodness sake even then you can still stream <laughs> yeah you can still like yeah. you don't have to like do the whole schedule thing oh i have to stream this many times a week oh i have to do this i have to do that you could just wake up at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. This is totally not an example from me. You can totally wake up 3 p.m. in the afternoon, look at the clock and be like, oh, I might just pop a stream on. Why not? Mm. Why not? And yeah. just add an extra one for the week or or just disappear for a couple of weeks and come back. And, you know, there's no shame in saying that you don't want to make a career out of this. Yeah. And you just want to or even even if you just say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um. No shame in it. I feel like obviously we've gone through like lots of bits of advice, which is great because obviously like I do kind of hope to kind of almost get like a key bit of advice per episode. So, so from everything that we just said, what do you think is the flawless aura advice of this podcast? Be forgiving to yourself. Just because one person that was in a stream yesterday isn't in today doesn't mean they hate you. Doesn't mean that they don't like your content. Be forgiving for yourself. Yeah. Just, just be nice to yourself. Beautiful. You're not gonna enjoy this if you're not nice to yourself yeah. in any capacity. Mm. So awesome. be nice. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Now, keeping on that, keeping on that kind of topic of Twitch. Um. Now, there's. Oh, this is a loaded question. What could Twitch do better? Everything. Everything under the fucking sun. Give me, give me good money. <laughs> give me a good paycheck. Like the number one thing, and I, I talk about this a lot, mm. is if we ban someone, mm. kick them. Don't let them watch. There's a reason why we ban them. Don't let them watch the content, especially when you're putting streamers in danger by doing that. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, if you ban someone, they can still watch your content. They can still come in and watch. They just can't chat. Um, and in some cases, they can still donate because websites don't connect the dots that they are banned. So they can still donate if they wanted to in some cases. But even then, um, like they can just make new accounts. Like, they yeah. could just make new accounts. There's no account limitation on like phone numbers or phone numbers would be better hmm. because how many phone numbers do you fucking have? Um, 
And like, I Twitch so many times has come forward being like, oh, well, the, the streamers have their own safety mechanisms. You're the website. <laughs> exactly. You're the website. <laughs> it's like they've they've put you in a coliseum with a bear and gave you a stick and a rock and been like, hey, would fall. I mean, I'll give you the tools. So just figure it out. It's it's horrifying. The thing here's a perfect example. Here's a horror story for everyone. Mm. Back when I started streaming, right, I got a dono. That's lovely, right? You think that's great. That's fantastic. Then my phone rings from Germany and I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, okay, what's this? And I'm, I'm laughing about it on stream. I'm like, who do I know in Germany? Like, I don't know anyone in Germany. And someone puts in chat, hey, you might need to change your PayPal details. And then they donated again, right? So basically some guy, I'd accidentally in setting up my PayPal had left my phone number on the receipt mm. and he thought it was a burner number so he phoned it i don't care if it's a burner number i don't care if it's a number to the queen i don't care if it's a number to the garbage company i don't care who it is you don't phone a number that you don't know yeah you just don't touch it so i banned them because okay. i was also very sketchy about the fact that they donated again after admitting that it was mm. them um so i banned them months passed i get a message on whatsapp it's the guy's cousin's girlfriend. Holy hey, just letting you know, your phone number is available. In a mad panic, not knowing who she was, I disabled my PayPal again, and I thanked her. And that's when she told me, oh yeah, like, one of my, my cousins, uh, one of my, my boyfriend's cousin gave me this phone number, was explaining how they were banned because they were just trying to help, and I was like, wait a minute, this person kept my phone number for months and then gave you it to text me? I mean, what was, was the... Like, yeah. But then this person in chat, what was the attitude of them? Like, were they just a quote mark a normal viewer up until that point? Or was they it a new person? A, they had been in a few streams. Huh. They had been in a few streams. And this is why I say you need to ban people because we knew that they had returned after mm. being banned. And I was like, I so uncomfortable with that. Like, I don't know anyone that would be comfortable having someone who was banned, unless it's a joking manner, in their chat. And like... It's just, no, it's not good. This is why we have problems with like stalking situations for streamers and mm. and all sorts like that. Like that's why we have that. Twitch, get your ass in gear. It's not being scared to ban people because of the view account mm -hmm. as well. Because that's because obviously no one wants to actively bring down that number. But also if you have like a very clear set of rules or some things that can or can't be done. It doesn't matter if someone tries to toe the line or just straight up breaks these rules. The only thing that them being in the chat does is spread like a toxic feeling. Which, yes. And if that doesn't identify with you and what you want to achieve, you should ban them. It's scary how that person, like you say, went to the lengths of looking for or trying to donate purely to see if the number was linked. If the number was linked or if it was real or to then save. I think the second one was to save it. I truly think the second one was to save it because after the first one, it was when they phoned me and then they did it again. And I was like, okay, it's something funky is happening here. And you um, haven't heard from them since, no? No, I haven't heard from them since because I, I threatened to call the police. Good. I said, how the I fucking dare you text me. I will call the police because um, they were also spinning it. They were also spinning it that I banned them for no reason. They were just trying to be helpful. No, being helpful would have saying in chat, I'm so sorry that was me rather than being so weird and creepy and being like, hey, you should change your PayPal details. Just say it was you. I would have been more forgiving. It's obviously and coming back to the anonymity thing. People kind of don't. <laughs> They'll say something that's either really out of turn offensive, but then say, I'm just trying to help. Or, I'm just trying to help. I'm just joking. <gasps> but it's Don't like, even get me started on that. 
because that's oh. there's been um a few occasions and and it's you know it's a lesson because there was a point when i um i i turned tts was free in stream this was when i was still like experimenting mm. with with everything and kind of people came in that were new with the sole purpose of just trying to say things that were like uncomfortable or jokes that were too far and didn't and then obviously yeah. initially it's like hey look just so you know these are the rules and things but then people will like they'll keep pushing 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 but then be like okay last one or one more i'm like nope not one more you've had you know you're gonna have that chance i guess people for some whether like it's a power trip or whether they enjoy being the kind of focus of the stream because they're being i don't know what it is it's like speaking speaking off of like the whole like don't be afraid to ban people thing as well i've got the biggest piece of advice for anyone out there don't be afraid to unmod people yes please for the love of all that is holy mm. if you don't like someone's behavior and they're a mod unmod them learn from my mistake who spent time with a mod uh for way too long that was really mean um so mean i had to send a google doc listing everything that they had been doing on stream which i told them multiple times about that they weren't allowed to do um, and basically saying, don't do this. Like, that's how bad it got. I won it, like, I, I said on stream, hey, I want to, I was playing a puzzle game. Um, I won't specify the puzzle game because as much as I love talking about this, I want to try and, like, leave it up to, in, like, not interpretation, but, like, you know, oh, it could be me, it could be me, like, whatever. I was playing a puzzle game and I had specified that I really wanted no vaccine in this puzzle game because I don't like puzzle games. I'm not very good at them and I want to be really proud of myself when I complete mm -hmm. it um this mod comes in doesn't even say hello hi tells me what to do and then when i say on stream because i'm on the spot now i'm like hey um i'm just trying to get through this like no backseating so i can try and feel more proud of myself their response was well it seemed obvious to me oh jeez. this is my space jackass it's my space i can you're you're literally my mod you're not supposed to downplay me in my own space or ridicule me or humiliate me in my own space mm. um they would also also have like uncomfortable conversations with other community members basically picking fights they there was an instance where we were talking about um how people don't speaking like beans and that some people don't like being called dude or bro mm. valid yep it's a it's sometimes linked to a pronoun thing absolutely valid and they just went i don't care if i was going to say bro i would still say bro and shit i was like no we're just discussing how that makes people uncomfortable like so basically i sent them a huge thing and there was some stuff out of stream as well which was concerning mm -hmm. um sent them a google doc saying hey here's some behaviors uh curb it now or you know we'll have to talk mm -hmm. um and instead of really taking accountability for it and wanting to make the change uh they dipped that doesn't surprise me i feel like but it gets worse oh god okay they came back so months later they came back into my stream mm. they had blocked me on everything by the way so i couldn't i couldn't find them to unmod them that was the problem i was having mm. so they blocked me and everything so i just assumed all right it's fine they're gone they come back into my chat and this wasn't that long ago mm. saying hi hello hello being all happy and chipper as if all their behavior had never happened mm. So I banned them. I had nice. no patience for it. ban. <laughs> I had, I had, I had yeah. no patience for it. I went, no, you're not doing this. And the unban request was, oh, I was just trying to mend bridges. No. To which I responded with a deny and saying, if you wanted to mend bridges, you would have unblocked me and messaged me privately, not put me on the spot on stream. Well, now... Unmod assholes. <laughs> does the person that 
single-handedly tore the bridge down with their bare hands and fire. Get to say, I want to <laughs> mend bridges. I want to mend bridges. Yeah. I mean, yes, but also that... no. It's you know. No, it's like it was. A, it was the reason why I hadn't unmodded them for so long was because they were friends before I started streaming. Mm. Not for long, but like I knew them before I started streaming, and I thought. Oh my god, I didn't want to lose my friend, and, and oh, like, I, I don't want to come across as, like, mean. No, I got no patience for it now. Yeah. You come in to embarrass me, it's cool, it's fine. I'll embarrass you by banning you in front of everyone, it's absolutely fine. We can, two can play at this game, dude. Two can but play at this then, game. But even then, like, that's, like, a perfect example of kind of something that people may be scared to do because, obviously, mm -hmm. they don't want to upset someone, but then that is, like, but that's... The trade-off of kind of making someone who obviously deserves it, kind of giving them the boot, yeah. as opposed to making you and your whole stream uncomfortable and being held hostage by people and a person. The trade-off is just, you know, there's a balance there that, that much favours, you know, the um, the kick and the ban for sure. Um, oh, and definitely. it's funny because obviously, you know, the um, I was going to go down the path of the battles that you've had as a creator. And we've kind of ticked um, <laughs> a lot of those, of both both in the advice section and that there. But then about that kind of battles and such. So has there ever, other than things obviously that we've kind of just said, has there ever been points where you thought about that you not, you know, that you should not do this anymore? Has there been any points where you've kind of thought, you know, X, Y, and Z is just better than I am. I'm never going to be that good. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I'm I'm, going to give you the, another piece of advice. Don't go into this thing. It's going to be Sunshine and Roses 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, it is a numbers game at the end of the day. As much as people say, don't look at your statistics, don't look at your numbers, da, 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 that doesn't subtract that it's a numbers game. Evidently, one day you will look. I look, everyone looks at some point, And you're always going to get the pang of disappointment. Yep. Always. There's always going to be days like one. I remember one time I reached an average of 13 viewers for a stream, which was big for me. That was the, one of the most. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like I messaged my boyfriend. I was insane. And then the next day it was four. Mm. And when I tell you my heart sank, yeah. it sank hard. Um, but I picked myself up and reminded myself these are this is what streaming is. One day you're going to have a great day. The next day might completely plunge. And that is not... That is not your fault and it is also not your viewers fault don't think that you are obligated to your viewers time like your viewers have to come in and yeah. they're obligated to come in every time that's not how this industry works it does seem like you know extremely high highs and very low lows and, and there's like a bit in the middle people will say as we just said don't look at numbers and that's i think it's more a case of like it's how you perceive the numbers because if you're going to see yeah. it as well, that's the only point of data that I'm gonna look at. Then you might be upset more often, uh, more often than you think. But then it's almost a case of like, okay, on these streams I did X, Y, and Z, so maybe I can implement these positives into all my streams. And then it's almost yeah. like, like it can be like it could be a really good luck motivator in terms of trying to figure out that perfect formula, whether that's to do with you know like things that people can interact with, whether it's kind of. Mm -hmm where like it's the um, the length of the stream a lot of the early phase is a case of experimentation right i think it's more a case of the numbers are fine and can be a motivator but it's if you hinge everything on that that's when you know the problems yes. form yes it's meant to be fun look look like how many people do art and then they look at other artists on twitter who are yeah. doing commissions and they're like oh my gosh i i can't do commissions yet because i'm I don't feel like my art's at the level yet. Mm. Da, 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 da. Or people who write in their spare time yeah. and then they're like, I don't know if I can publish this. But everyone goes through a phase of feeling like really 
like, uh, you know what I mean? The best, uh, when it comes to numbers, so me personally, I don't look during stream. That's all turned off. I don't want to see that. It's all turned off. I even cover the bit rate and my dropped frames because that gives me anxiety. <laughs> um, I do. I get a sticker, a monster sticker from my old cans <laughs> and I cover them up because uh, it gives me, my internet's so garbage. Um, but I, I look at numbers at the end of stream. And it's because it is an indicator of what you're doing right or wrong. How are you supposed to know which game, like if you're a variety streamer, how are you supposed to know which game has a has a more has more interest if you don't look at your numbers? Yeah. You know, so look at them and take notes and maybe be like, right, okay, I did this and I did that. Maybe this included more people and and such and such. But ultimately, the best piece of advice, again, is just don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. It, it, is, it, it is a numbers game, and numbers can help you indicate what you did right and what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. But also, there's so much out of your control. Yeah. There is so much out of your control. You are, And that is a nightmare for an autistic person, mm -hmm. um, True. having so much out of our control. Mm -hmm. it, I think um, I, remember, I remember for my birthday... I wanted to stream on my birthday so badly because that's what I did last year because COVID. Yeah. And I was like, it'd be really nice to do that again. My internet died. I couldn't get stream to work. Yeah. It kept crashing. And a lot of people would have just gone, oh, it's fine. I'll just do something else. I'll play games on my birthday or I'll just go into the VC. I was bawling. I was in tears. I was, it was the worst day ever for me. I didn't celebrate my birthday that day because I was devastated I was. And that is a very clear indication again of how this out of controlness of streaming may affect a neurotypical person who may be more more inclined and it may be easier for them to move on from these technical issues mm. to a neurodivergent person who this is literally the end of the world for them and yeah. some people will say that's dramatic but that is how our brain computes it we've we've planned this and it's all gone wrong and mm. we've ruined it and blah 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 like well even then if you do kind of like start to build up some traction as a creator you do feel a kind of a really strong sense of responsibility to be there yeah. on the days and times mm -hmm. that you set. And if you don't, it's horrible, isn't it? It's awful. It's a horrible feeling. And as, as someone as someone who has um, a history of nausea, I've had intense nausea uh, problems since I was like 11, 12 years old. And sometimes it's just unbearable to the point where I have to cancel stream. Um, I have the most upsetty stomach ever. One wrong move in that thing is not happy. And a, and a history of an abundance of knee and joint issues. Sometimes it does feel horrible yeah. to have to say, I can't stream today. Yeah. But you have to understand, would it be better to stream and be miserable and have to push through when people can clearly see mm. you're not doing well yep. or take the day off? And if people actually care and know you, they like imagine they probably don't mind <laughs> but obviously yeah they but, probably um, don't mind <laughs> but then but then we said oh god I, i'm gonna get up in the morning i'm gonna lose all my followers i'm gonna be yeah everything and like it's it's just gonna go to to 11 right pretty quickly in like a moment yeah notice. the self-care part of switching content it, but it is crucial and like if you mm -hmm. for whatever reason if you can't stream or if you either can't or don't want to stream you really don't have to don't have to even though it feels like it there isn't a gun to your head um but then I guess, you know, there's kind of just finding a balance and that's what it is, you know, a balance of time, energy, and then obviously, you know, having space to manage your adult life commitments and X, Y, and Z, because everyone's got yeah. their own things to do. Everyone's got their own hobbies yeah. and it's important to not, not like to lose sight of those things. And even then, you know, going on to like back into channels like Twitter and obviously whatever, it's important to show part of your personality as well. So people can mm -hmm. identify with the things that you do 
off stream and then you can like share these mutual things you can obviously like bounce off each other but then if you let things either take on far too much or push yourself far too hard that's when things fall apart and then you end up feeling worse yeah rather than oh, just yeah. taking that step it'd be like okay i'm not gonna stream because yeah like that was like i remember when i was making the jump to png tubing and less face cam that was a big concern how many people will not want to watch because they no longer see my face which actually now that i think about it um why do you need to see my face i mean i get it reactions but also like you don't need to see my face every every night at 6 p.m like mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. i i would like to <laughs> not wear makeup some days thank Same. you very much Look, some days streaming pjs that was scary that was that was uh, that, that was scary i remember the the first stream i had with my png tuber i checked the numbers immediately afterwards because i was like how many people didn't come back oh my gosh like and how, how many it? people looked at that it was good from what i remember it was very good mm -hmm. uh everyone loved it and since then everyone's been really really good with it everyone's just kind of been vibing with well, I mean, the, the png tuber. The content hasn't changed though like you haven't changed no. it's like a format change that's a very yeah. minor switch but, but then you haven't changed the your like demeanor attitudes mm. hasn't changed mm -hmm. i mean no. if people are put off by that then i guess let them go you know if yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's also because like hey not to not to be that person but if anyone looks like a woman on the internet oh boy everything gets 10 times harder like, hey you want an online boyfriend <laughs> you want an online boyfriend i don't but the, thank you for your kind <laughs> for your kind question like, the comments you get are insane i remember i was wearing an udi on stream i looked gross i was on face cam i was playing dvd i was tired it was been a long day and someone came in and asked if we were playing strip dvd poker oh. i was like all right that's it stream's done i'm tired we're done for the night you yeah. lost all your privileges <laughs> oh twit it's not a dating site could you also give us maybe a recommendation for either a tool a feature I think they've added to stream that you'd really recommend others use. Ooh, this mm. is a good question. Oh, there's these really nice, if you really want your community to stand out. So like if you want a chat box that looks very fancy smancy, mm. it will make your community go, ooh, that looks very pretty. How did you do that? Mm. There's a uh, chat bubbles and chat boxes available by a creator called Zaytree, I believe their name is. Okay. Um, and they, they have really nice chat bubbles that look like old windows like websites um little bubble like your basic bubbles which is what i have they've got a version that's animal crossing style mm -hmm. um so if you want to like kind of wow people and be like hey i have this special thing for you guys there's that it's great people people always is love it free it. what do you pay for it or how it's, is it it's free oh it's free but you can donate to the to the creator i'm pretty sure who made it in that case um, then if you get me the link later i'll put it in the description so then people yeah, can yeah i will do it. thank you for that That's i do awesome. i do recommend using it it's so it's so nice it's so nice have you got those as well i've got it nice i've got it okay. it's also customizable so i have it usually like everyone's usernames is a different color mm -hmm. but i have it on mine that it's all the same color to work with the overlay so everyone oh, I see. in the chat in the chat itself it, they are still all different colors but on the actual screen they're all in like the same purple color that's of really the cool. overlay and yeah you can customize it, it looks great awesome. it looks fantastic okay so I'll, i recommend I'll make a note of that and then i'll um i'll definitely grab the grab the coffee later thank you yeah and talking of kind of taking inspiration from other other creators and things, could you or like what small streamers are you watching recently? 
Well, I would give a shout out to this. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, his name's LD Gambit. Ah, and, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, it's a shame because I can't pop into your stream so often because we stream at the same time. I, I watch a lot of the smaller streamers. I watch um, Jeffy plays. Oh, they are so sweet. They are... Uh, I, uh, I believe um, we follow Driver on TikTok and... Jeffy, like um, short, short, like reddish hair. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Plays okay. Sims and Stardew and has a has an infatuation with um, what's his face, the biscuit boy, Mr. Blobby, Mr. Blobby the and Shrek. Oh, okay, okay, with it. Mr. Yeah, Blobby. Yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. They're great. Again, we stream at the exact same times, so it is so hard to like catch each other. Um, I've been watching a lot. Oh, there's so many small creators. Um, oh my gosh, it's like going through a list, isn't it? It is right. It's hard it's like, because there are a lot of people. You have a list, mm. and then there's like it all evaporates once you once you've done the list. It's all gone. I follow a uh, Faunina, who is a Final Fantasy fourteen streamer. Mm -hmm. um, they're fantastic. They're also into they look at other things in Final Fantasy fourteen. People don't look at like the role playing scene and lore and stuff like that. So check them out. They're fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, Big Milky is recently reached partners, so they're maybe not small small, but. They've come a long way, and I think they're amazing, mm -hmm. and they've been nothing but the most welcoming for, like, to me. Um, the amount of times they've told me that I've... So I've never done, like, a Savage raid in Final Fantasy XIV. I'm too scared to. It's very okay. hard. <laughs> um, he's made me promise that he will be the one to run me through my first Savage raid. Amazing. So That's very nice. Thanks, Big Milky. Um, but yeah, there's 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 so many. Kiri. Um, Kiri's fantastic. He does a lot of Genshin Impact. Um, they're just fan fantastic people i surround myself by because what i'll probably do is later um well and after this goes out on twitter i'll do like a um a thread for the content tweet and then i'll put like a section for all the recommended people that you've just said and then yeah, obviously i'll send you links yes yeah, so, so send me links please and then obviously i can also Will do. maybe i was i would recommend this being I mean, yeah, yeah, cool, right? talking about <laughs> awesome you know the um i mean um, um one thing that is obviously an amazing part of you know of kind of content and kind of stream is just people that you meet and you know yeah. it's crazy how there's people that obviously that i knew for a pretty for a pretty short time who i consider friends and there's some that are just kind of like content friends and that's fine but it, but it just opens up a whole new world of people to sort of you know to talk to and to and to then to lean on and learn from because when we are all in this kind of same boat and obviously yeah. we're all trying to figure out and um, how to twitch and kind of how to, how to you, twitch. you know um, but yeah, and that's amazing how obviously the people that are on the tip of your tongue, pretty much, that shows that they've obviously made an impact on you and things. Uh, so yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing. Awesome. No problem. So um, coming a little bit away from Twitch and um, more a case of just you and, you and your spare time. So when you're not streaming, what do you tend to play? Oh boy. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. that's where my loyalties lie. That's okay. where my loyalties were always lie. Um, I do also play The Sims 4. Not recently. Mm -hmm. It's broken. Mm -hmm. um, again. Yep. So, you know. But mostly Final Fantasy fourteen. Because once you're in an MMO, it's it's got you. It's oh, got yeah. you by the throat. And it's not letting go. Like, I go I go play, like, a different game by myself. Like, a story-based game. And it's like, no, I think you need to come. You've not done your crafting to mm. level 90. I think you need to come back yeah so mostly final fantasy 14 okay um mm -hmm. pretty uh, much that's loyalties <laughs> if that's been the main focus what was the last game that you actually purchased uh the quarry i was gonna say the ah. stray i didn't buy that okay it was my boyfriend mm -hmm. but i bought the quarry that was the last game i bought 
and and how many survived on your first playthrough? How many counselors survived? Everyone but from one. Set wait, same. Hang on, was the same person who died for you? Redhead. Oh no, Abby. No, no. (gasps) Abby survived. Yeah, it was Abby. Abby survived. Abby died. There was the whole thing was a bit of a shamble. I made some very poor decisions, but still managed to (laughs) to kind of get through pretty pretty unscathed. But then. There's a scene when you, I can't think of who his name was, but you have to, you have a choice to either stay on the island or like swim across. You killed Max. And if you swim across, he just dies. It's like, oh. You killed Max. I thought he'd be safe over on the <gasps> other side. I I'm love sorry. Max. <laughs> uh, but, like, but don't I, worry, that, it's just that's tough. how my people felt when Abby died. Everyone was like, why how, didn't you, why didn't you do this? Why didn't, I was like, I don't know. Well, I tried how did really t- hard. Well, how does she die? Well, or how um, can she die? Spoilers for the quarry, obviously, but okay. we're past the spoiler mm. like time, you know. But um, Nick, the one that first gets kind of bit, and he's yes. the one that's first turning into where is the one where he gets like full on, like he transforms. You know what? The bit right before he transforms, where Abby has a shotgun and yes. you have the option to shoot him. I did. I didn't. Oh. I didn't because I thought he might die, and I was so desperate to heal him. Now he decapitated her. Full on, just whoosh. <laughs> but the thing about that game it was so like that game was so good i didn't feel punished because like i played until dawn i knew this was how this game worked Mm. you know i knew this is how that was the thing we just kind of laughed about it more because i was like it was so obvious i should have shot him yeah hindsight is a wonderful thing and next time maybe we do pull the trigger and we see what happens like, I did do that in my in my off stream playthrough. I shot him quick. Like, and I didn't even hesitate. I saw a there are one hundred and eighty six possible endings. Oh, I read that somewhere. Yeah, which is insane to me because I know obviously like it's only going to be like a slight difference. But that being said, that's pretty impressive. How and that's that still... and that's a lot of replay value. That really, really is. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. The the amount of. The, like the because like technically you're not just trying to get one group to survive you soon learn that you can make another group survive the, mm. the family it yeah. is possible to make them live like all of them live and, oh the and heal the the biggest the biggest shot moment was probably when um grandma's brains were just on the ceiling i was like i'm so oh, sorry I did oh not... no that was oh. i think that was unavoidable oh was it okay i don't know although i did see a clip where she survived and i'm like how that quick time event made it look like i was going to die if maybe, i failed this yeah or maybe like maybe if you don't kind of do like do the event maybe there's a struggle and then there's a chance to do something else maybe but i was maybe. like oh well kill grandma anyway <laughs> kill grandma <laughs> bye moving on. um okay so do you have any guilty gaming pleasures now this could be something that's something that you play <laughs> um and you and you wouldn't really share openly it could be something that you enjoyed that you didn't think that you that you would enjoy but any guilty gaming pleasures oh no not really no 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 oh oh no oh this is one here we go i will listen i'm still a nice person before i say what i'm going to say next (laughs) I preach being nice and dead by daylight, but I can lose my temper at that game mm. off stream real quick. Okay. Oh, I can. I'll be all nice on stream and be like, "It's fine, it's fine," because I'm usually playing with friends and I kind of know that there's yeah. people watching. Positivity me. is and power. Like, Haha. <laughs> yeah. And then positivity, like... be nice. But then, like off stream, I am raging. I am. I hate that game. I hate everything about that game. But I still play that. Are you mainly survivor <laughs> or, or killer or? survivor because killer's so stressful mm. it's like i'm babysitting but i'm not yeah. i'm having to kill them i just want to fix the gems you know i'm just you know you don't 
I got my license last week. I want to just fix these gens and, you know, I don't get paid enough for this. And there's a killer trying to chop my face off. It's, you know, it's really, it's really inconvenient. But no, that's the only, that's the only one I can think of is that I do just kind of lose my, I am easily. Okay. And are you looking forward to anything that's coming out soon? Anything that's on your wish lists? Oh, anything on your radar? Anything? I mean, I'm technically putting on the clan makeup now because it's not coming out anytime soon soon. Okay. Um, but Dragon Age 4, Bioware, ah. this is an open letter to you. <laughs> Fuck this up and I am coming. I am finding your offices. Oh, I have been okay. waiting for this game for years. This is my baby. This is, this is, this is, this is what I grew. This is my adult, like, this is my adult gaming, like, we're coming story into play arc. here. Yeah, yeah, this is, it, this yeah. is my story arc. My villain arc will start if this is shit. <laughs> like, it depends purely on the first, like, two weeks of release. I mean, that being oh, said, though, does. there's meant to be a new Mass Effect next year, right? Because... Oh, don't the, even get me started on that. The release day, that very short trailer when Liara finds DN7 armor plate in the snow, and then that's it. I don't know what that means Bio because... Uh, Bioware. Because Liara nice, is honey. obviously the Shadow Broker, yada, yada, yada. But then yada, yada, yada. it's kind of I don't quite know how that fits in or or uh, neither do I in, in the timeline. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be so honest. Unlike Dragon Age, which has storylines continuing, everything ended in Mass Effect Three. I'm sorry, Andromeda shouldn't have should not have existed. Like it... everything ended in Three. I don't know what else you can go off of after Unless Three. It, That's the problem. It could be. I mean, it could be like a space in between. It could maybe between be between like one and two. But like, how many suicide? <laughs> how many like how many suicide, suicide missions, missions can, can one, one person, person go through? Exactly. <laughs> because like, I don't know whether maybe it's like the aftershave he uses. Maybe he puts on like old spice and that gives him power or or, or something. But has been for a lot and for someone who's been for so much, he shows no emotion either. He's probably really he no damaged emotion. on the inside. He's probably a robot. You know? He's just really thinking about bonking that alien. That's really what's well, driving him. He's which like, one? alien. I mean, there's all sorts. Alien. I mean, so in Mass Effect 2, you can romance yeah. Thane. You can romance oh, Miranda. Boy. You can romance Jack. Mm. Um, yes. Li Liara, can you romance the Doctor? No, not Doctor Chocolates. No, um, no Garrus? No, you, unfortunately. You, you can't do Garrus, right? You do yeah, Garrus? you can do you can. Garrus. is a fan favorite. I, I romance Garrus in my stream playthrough. That boy, oh, he Big is up a Archangel. fan favorite. Archangel. Oh, what a, what a lad. Archangel's Fuck you, Caden. I know, that's, right? That's a, big, that's, a big, that's a big thing that changed as I grew older. Mm. When I first played Mass Effect, it yeah. was Caden, Thane, Caden. Mm. That's my romance kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Caden, Thane, Caden. Mm. And then as I grew older, I went Caden, F you. Because there's a line where if you choose, so Caden technically dumps you on Horizon. He says, you work for Cerberus. I can't do this anymore. Oh, he does? That's a dump. Yeah. That's a dump. That's you like a dump text. Happens? No kisses. You know... Terrible. No kisses. Done. You want to know what happens if you romance someone else in Mass Effect 2? Does he get angry? He asks why you cheated on him. <laughs> I'm like, sir, I did not. Sir, you, you did not. Me. You did not read the rules of engagement here, sir. Oh. oh wow like you literally dumped me in front of two other squad mates i have witnesses <laughs> i have witnesses like yeah like um after all this time he kept the receipt he's got like an old like a nokia that, <laughs> that, he, that he kept this whole time just so we could be like he would well have a fucking nokia. on the he would yeah oh god that's so good i love that oh but like i just i just don't know i just i'm excited for dragon age 4 because the storyline is continuing i don't know what they're gonna do with mass effect i honestly I, even even if it's like in between it's like we know how it all ends. 
you gotta have a really good story to even make it worthwhile. Or they you could know? just say, hey, to be honest, this is just a new story with Woo Shepherd. You know, they could do that because like that's a pretty common theme. Spin off. As in, spin off. Because like, like, I'm trying to think of other games that, that have done that where it's been like, this isn't linked at all, but it's just a new arc. Final Fantasy games, they True. just kind of happen. True. I mean, talking of, I mean, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, do you play or have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? Do you enjoy Kingdom Hearts? <gasps> or? Don't. My boyfriend's trying to get me to play Kingdom Hearts. They're very good. Listen, they are very my good. Personality, my personality is massive shit poster. Mm. So I told him, I said, please don't think I'm going to take Kingdom Hearts seriously. What do you mean? I saw, it's so good. I saw him. I, look, as the, as someone who's just kind of sitting there watching him play it, it's insane. I watched Winnie the Pooh's soul leave his body and fly into the air. <laughs> Um, I've seen <laughs> Woody hold back Sora from picking fights. Mm. I've seen Tron Legacy in a video game, which I never thought I would see apart from it, a Tron Legacy game. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing so many anime boys running around in jackets. And then gorgeous when I, hair and I, leather jackets. Gorgeous hair. I once I said to my boyfriend as well, I said, um, so is he not part of the organization? And my boyfriend was like, no, he's not part of the organization. I'm like, so why does he wear the jacket? Oh, well, actually, they can't take the jacket off because it, it, it the heart thing. And I was like, take the fucking jacket off. <laughs> take <laughs> well, the fucking jacket see, off. Like, inside, it's 40 degrees. Like, come on, just like stop being so stupid. Just take it off. Take it off. I don't care about your lore reasons. Take your jacket off. Well, that might answer this next part. And the question was going to be, um, and what is your gaming pet peeve but i guess it might be oh. kingdom hearts but have you got either this could be a, an in-game behavior of a player it could be like something a dev does as they're making games it could be a franchise in general but you're gaming pet peeve this is this is the one that i had to like narrow down mm. <laughs> this is the one that i had the most most to say um first of all ea go suck my dick <laughs> i hate ea um i'm really sick and tired of I don't know if this is just me. Stop announcing games when they're not ready. Just stop announcing them. Just stop teasing them. Yeah, I don't I don't want to hear about Dragon Age 4. You know what? Fun fact, I would have rather not known Dragon Age 4 was in development at all until you actually had a story, a gameplay trailer, a story trailer. I would rather it wasn't existing at all. Have we not learned from Cyberpunk? Just don't announce. Don't even announce it's in development. Yeah. Just don't. Mm. If you want if your fan base wants to stew that they don't know. Let them stew at this point mm. because they'll fill the honestly, gaps, right? That... They'll fill the gaps themselves. Yeah. In the meantime, so yeah, you know. they could. They'll find something else to complain about or play. Like it's not the end of the world. They will go. It's like it's like with GTA Six. I would rather they just didn't announce GTA Six was being made. I know GTA Six is being made. It's a GTA game. It's there's gonna be a six. Yeah, it took a while, and they released the game on every single bloody console under the sun. But. I knew it was going to happen. The next Skyrim game, I knew that was going to happen. The next Fallout game, I know that's going to happen. There are just some things that you know are happening. You don't need to know every detail. Breath of the Wild 2, I don't need to know it's in development. I mean, it just that meant to builds be, up hype. Is that meant to be soon, by the way? Because like that's, it seemed like that was an It got delayed. Oh, right, okay. I'm pretty sure it got delayed. It's just like, don't... And that's another thing. Don't announce these games. Don't announce them too soon because then when they inevitably need to be delayed, it's even worse. It comes across even worse. Just wait until you have something going. And I, if for anyone who says, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. The Quarry bloody did it. The Quarry announced that it was coming out two months before bloody release. And then I went into my local game store 
went to go into my local game store to buy a physical copy because I like physical copies sometimes. Yeah. Sold out. Oh. Sold out. Completely sold out. Riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's just why why announce it so soon? I mean, like a massive example of that, and obviously I know that there's a lot more controversy that surrounds this, is Overwatch. Because it's a game that Ooh. I've played hundreds, if not thousands of hours in total. Played to a high level. Great, you know. But then obviously because of the controversy in Blizzard Plus... That obviously had an impact on, on the amount of people that could obviously like could work at the game and then it got put back and back and back and back and back and then like mm -hmm. looking for like a release at the end of this year it's a shame because if you like stripped away all the controversy and looked at it and as it was just as a game it's i mean it's good pr pretty in my opinion probably one of the best multiplayer games of the past 10 years if you strip yep. away everything because it's just very excellent it's good to play with friends but again there's issues of the community is vocal and um very interested in winning the game <laughs> and not losing you, the game um yeah, so yeah. especially after all the activision blizzard stuff i streamed it for a bit because i was in the mood to like just play it and every single time i boot up that game i felt gross i felt weird i felt like oh this is really weird because like i don't like activision blizzard and what they did is horrifying and the the justification i have which was more of a justification to myself was you've paid for the game there is not a monthly payment you know it's not like world of warcraft you've paid for the game like you're done like what else could you do to be honest nothing like you you know you're you're just enjoying the game that you paid for but it still feels gross but it's waiting away because obviously i love it it's been a big a big mm -hmm. part of you know of both console and kind of PC life, and a game that I'm probably gonna that I'll probably say that I'm probably best at in terms of all the things that I do play. Um, but, but then that is kind of that is that turns a little bit sour when you hear about all these yeah. things, and then it's like, well, like th this is good, but do I want to play this because of these these ethical reasons? And it's like, ah, mm. it's the same with the same with the Harry Potter game, isn't it? The oh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. Um, Mrs. which like jk outspoken the, jk outspoken don't like you jk go away because like the the rule that i go by which some people may have i don't know if they have a problem with the rule that i go by is not separate the art from the artist because i think that you start to lose meaning in things because a lot of jk rowling's meaning is in harry potter even if you subtract her it is in harry potter her anti-semitism and all that shit is in harry potter if like if you choose to buy hogwarts legacy that is your choice but you have to be educated and understand the problematic elements of that media you also have to listen to voices that are telling you why it's problematic mm -hmm. and you just have to take on board that that is a choice that you have made yeah. and you have to also take on board that people will criticize you for that yeah it is it is how the media works a workaround and like it's something that I guess could work is like, I guess if you buy the game, it could be a case of buy the game, but also donate the equivalent to a charity that's for like trans rights, maybe. And that could be like a way to balance the karma a little bit. But then, maybe, but then, yeah. but then, but then it's more still, you're still putting money in a pocket. Money. So that's the, it's, that's the hard part, right? Because, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the really difficult part because like, I'm not a big fan of Harry Potter. I've only seen the first film. That's it. Like, I'm not a big fan of Harry Potter, right? But I can tell that there's a lot of Harry Potter fans that are really caught between, like, they're stuck. They don't know what to do with this game. Because it's a game, it's a game like no other Harry Potter game that I've seen. Like, this is, this is probably for some fans who are into video games, their one time to have a good Harry Potter game. A, a, an original Harry Potter game. But it's like, what, at what cost? Are you willing to upset people 
quite rightfully upset them for purchasing the game knowing that that money is going to go into JK's pockets. Um, also, there are free ways to get games, guys. Not saying anything else. There are free ways to get games, uh, EA. And there are games that are free to play. And speaking of free to play. Yes. Now, I, you don't strike me as someone who spends money on microtransactions. But, <laughs> or, or, but okay. I te You know what? Let's reverse a second. You strike me as someone who might be someone who's done that. So... Speaking of kind of games that are free to play, with all these wonderful, gorgeous cosmetics that give us extra strength and power, as we know, how much money in total have you spent on them? Now, but keep in mind that on the higher end of this, I was speaking to a streamer friend of mine, just being James, who'd spent, um, I think he said about a thousand pound on FIFA. Okay, we're fine then, we're good. <laughs> okay. So, but also, we've had some people who spent like just 40 pound, who've been really, but, but, but where do you sit? On that, on, on a hundred over a hundred. Is it Final Fantasy? Over a hundred. No, well, technically, some of it is from the Final Fantasy store. Mm -hmm. Which, so here's my opinion on microtransactions, okay. right? If you've got a free to play game, yep. right? Free to play game, and you're only paying for cosmetics, but you know what cosmetic you are buying. You are buying a specific cosmetic. You know what one you're buying. That's all good because you know what you're getting. Activision Blizzard, shove your loot boxes mm. up your ass. That is bad i'm someone who would never endorse any kind of gambling system because that's just, <laughs> that is just not and i think that we oh, we all uh -huh. should hold hands <laughs> we should stand together and just read from the bible thank you <laughs> reaching i'm reaching mm. <laughs> don't have one okay so a hundred is i think that's reasonable and that's a, and i'm assuming that's like skins on final fantasy right uh, Any not just DVD Final Fantasy. So like Final Final Fantasy actually it'll be like maybe closer to the two hundred range. Final Fantasy, I think I've spent about fifty quid on uh, in on in like in store items. But then again, I know what I was buying. I I knew specifically what I was getting. Um, Loba Apex. I literally played Apex for twenty hours and I bought Loba like twenty minutes in. Um, because she's pretty. Um, I spent fifty five quid on overwatch loot boxes because i really wanted the may skin during the chinese new year event thanks very much activision blizzard um i spent 30 pounds on a mobile game called arcana which was just a story driven kind of dating simulator type game but it was all the range at the time on tumblr back when tumblr was a thing so i oh tumblr those dark days um spent money on that uh and yeah dvd skins not really I'm not really a micro micro transaction person person you know like i don't i don't see like limited edition skins and feel like i need to get them or or you know but i i can be impulsive i can be impulsive i did buy a 13 pound mount from the final fantasy 14 store but in my defense it's a giant shiba inu in a bandana well there you go i mean what more needs to be said i mean that's kind of you know that's like setting well stone right it. well then <laughs> Well worth it. Best microtransaction I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> and do you so, um, do you watch any esports by any chance? No. Not really your bag. Don't. Not really your thing. No, esports is like any sport to me. Mm. Just like which it's I guess proves that esports noise. is a sport. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah. It's like I kind of I think it's because I'm watching these players do things and I'm not really able to catch up because they're professionals and they're doing these things really fast with every tactic in mind. 
I got no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like, hey, that man moved over there really quickly. I, I sure really hope quickly. his mom's proud of him because I sure am. Anyway. Also, because, like, the esports scene is surrounding games that, like, while I have played, I don't know the ins and outs. So, like, mm. Overwatch, I play, but, like, I still don't know some of the ins and outs of that game. League of Legends, I've given a shot. It's when on esports they use all the fancy smancy words. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, he's, no he's, yeah, top lane mid, and he's going for the, the, the Berserker to get... Uh, and then the tower's been destroyed. And over here, there's a man who's... And then someone else has invaded the pitch and they've got a knife. And it's, it, it all just gets, you know, very... very it gets overwhelming. You're like, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, so. you know, that's been great. And, you know, thank you for sharing. Um, Obviously, like, some of your kind of thoughts, both on, you know, on Twitch and for gaming opinions in general. Now. Okay. Now then. Uh-oh. Before we started this recording, I asked you, what is your favorite yes. game of all time? And you told me, yes. Dr Dragon Age, in particular okay. Inquisition, but generally yes. the Dragon Age franchise. And as yes. we often do, well, we always do, I have put together <laughs> a set of questions to test your trivia knowledge and your oh, understanding oh. of the franchise in the game. Are you Time ready? Time to reveal I'm a fake fan. Time to reveal I'm a fake fan. Are you ready? Let's go. Are you feeling confident? So ready. Sort of. Okay. Right. Let's start with, with what I consider to be an easy one. Question number one. What is the name of the world upon which Dragon Age Inquisition takes place? Is it Thedas, Tamriel, Narnia, Nirvana? Thedas. Thedas. Are you sure about Thedas? Yes. So positive on that one. How sure are you about Thedas? A hundred thousand percent. It is Thedas. Congratulations. Starting Thank strong. You. You really do. <laughs> you really do love love to see it. Okay, question two. Who is not a returning character from either Dragon Age Origins or Dragon Age Two? Liliana, Cullen, Barrick, the Iron Bull. Iron Bull. You're saying the Iron Bull. Yes. Can I ask you Definitely. why you said the Iron Bull? Uh, Cullen and Liliana are in both one and two, and Varric made an appearance in two. So it Iron Bull's only. Is the Iron Bull impressive? Two for two, looking strong. Impressive. Thank you. Okay. Question three Who is not a potential romance option for the Inquisitor <laughs> in Dragon Age Inquisition? Is it Liliana? Cassandra? Cullen or Solas? Solas, Solas, what are you saying? Uh, it's Liliana. You're saying Liliana? I swear it's Liliana. Now, unfortunately, you are three for three, which means... Thank you, thank popping you. off, and last but certainly not least... Let me, let me dig into this list and read... Okay, here we go. Okay. Final question, question four. Uh, wait, give me 19 seconds to get... Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, 19 yeah, yeah. questions. Okay. Which one of these is not one of the three DLCs that were that was that was released by Dragon, for Dragon Age Inquisition? Was it The Descent, Trespasser, Mark of the Assassin, or The Jaws of Hakon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um... Which was not one of the DLCs. Trespassers definitely Inquisition. Oh, 
I think it's the assassin one. I think that's two. I'm pretty sure that's two. You're saying Mark of the Assassin. Yeah, that's that's the one. You like your final answer? Yes. And I will say, if you get a full house, that does entitle you to 20,000 Gambitos to use in the Gambito Casino. Thank you. I, I want those Gambitos. Thank you very much. And I can confirm that it is indeed the Mark Yay! of the Assassin 4 for 4, showing very, very comprehensive knowledge and without much hesitation as well. Apart from that, the last one, there was a bit of like oh, back and forth there, but all in all, four for four. Congratulations. And your account shall be credited um, next time you come into stream. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. That last one got me because mm. I, I only, I play like sometimes on my first playthrough, on my first couple of playthroughs, I play all the DLC and then afterwards I just play the ones that I like. I see. So the Descent and Jaws of Hakon, I don't play often. Mm. So that's why I was like, oh God, Ooh. please. Not like this. Not like, Not this. like this. Well then. I mean, are you happy with that? Should we wrap things Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for coming on, for coming on the show. It's been amazing no, to get to fun. talk to um, a bit more like intensely and things and get into some yeah. of your experiences, thoughts and feelings with with your content and with Twitch. Um, it's about th this time that I'll, I'm going to shut up <laughs> for a little while <laughs> and and that will just give you a chance just to kind of just to um, just remind people where they can find you, your platforms, and all of that, you know, that kind of self-promo stuff. So I'll be quiet. Go ahead. So you can find me under... Every, my name is the same on every single platform. You can find me on Twitch under the name Flawlessora, Twitter under the name Flawlessora. I even have a YouTube. Uh, don't know what I'm doing with that, but it's under the name Flawlessora. Um, and you can find me there. I'm live almost about three, four times a week. Um, and if you like me shitposting, complain about games on the internet, that's where you go to my Twitter, because what else is Twitter good for? Um, but yeah, like, this has been a, like, this has been a load of fun. I really, I really enjoyed this. Like, I feel like I've needed this. It's a breath, it's a nice, like, release of all the talking I've been wanting yeah. to do recently. All so. the, <laughs> all, all the kind of thoughts and feelings. And again, so yeah. I'll, I'll put all the links, obviously, down in the description. So obviously people can find you even if they can't um if you don't know it from the actual thing itself thank you i got this far into the podcast thank you so much for listening along i really appreciate all the ongoing support thank you so much once again and i'll catch you guys in the next one bye bye, bye.